0: Here I turned 12, the age where you transfer from boy to man. It's the little things that you remember all your life. First hit, your first kiss, the first time your dad lets you know that he sees you. <laughs> well, I still hadn't had the other
1: two, but boy, did that third one feel good. Well, just stand up and walk out on me. Happy Wonder Wednesday, everybody. Angela Bowen here, the host of Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast. Well... The month of July, when I covered the episode, Season 1, Episode 18, Goose Grease, the episode ended in a cliffhanger, which is the first time that that's been that way. Basically, the first cliffhanger we've had a Season 1. Now, Season 1, Episode 19, Love and War, which aired April 13th, 2022, is going to be a continuation of that. When Bruce returns home from Vietnam, the family is shocked to find out he is dating and eager to share his life with an older woman with a son. When they learn more about Bruce's last deployment, they come together to support him. So that will be interesting diving into the character of Bruce, learning a little more about him, what's been going on. And also as he starts to adjust back into civilian life and learning a little more about him. Because we did, last time we would have seen Bruce would have been way back in uh, season one, episode nine, I believe. Home for Christmas. So it's been quite a while. We really haven't gotten too much news on Bruce. This episode's got an 8.5 out of 10 based on 125 ratings. Let's we'll see who we got. We got Spence Moore the second returning as Bruce Williams. We have Anthony B. Jenkins as Joey. I'm guessing that is going to be the young boy who is the son of the woman that Bruce is currently seeing. We have Chip Lane. As doctor, we have Yvonne O O R J uh O R J I, orgy, I don't want to mess up her name, but she's playing Tammy, the love interest or girlfriend, I guess, of Bruce. This episode was directed by Numa Perier writers, Saladin, Kate Patterson, Neil Marlins, of course, Carol Black also get credit for the original Wonder Years, Kendra Cole, Amberia Allen, Yale Galena, David Danny Batista, and Yamin Siegel. Of course, as I say, I apologize for messing up their names. Let's see if the Oh okay, we do have some reviews. We do have some trivia. We have goofs. I really don't want to touch on those because going forward, you guys know, I don't watch these episodes ahead of time. And I really don't want to be spoiled by anything. And I don't believe there was... That's the thing with this. There really honestly are not user reviews the majority of the time. Alright, before I get into the episode, I want to let you know if you're just jumping into the Wonder Years podcast... For the first time, I want to say welcome. The show does have a social media page on Facebook. Just type in the Wonder Years Podcast. Looking back on my Wonder Years Podcast will pop up. Also, it does have an email address if you want to share your memories of watching the OG Wonder Years with Kevin and Paul and Winnie. And the rest of the Arnold family. Or even the new show, which I'm... I'm, Working my way through season one. I plan to wrap season one up in November. As far as season two goes, we don't have any information about that. All we know is it's going to be airing in January. It's going to be starting off in January. I think what I'm going to do is most likely cover the first episode of season two. And then I'm going to take a bit of a pre-recording break. And then I'll probably come back most likely in the spring or even the summer. It just really, really depends. So wanna email just L B O M Wonder Podcast at gmail.com. If you haven't yet and you'd like to leave a review for the podcast, just type in the Wonder Years into your podcast app into iTunes. The podcast well looking back on my Wonder Years podcast will pop up. Click on it, scroll down to where it says leave a review, and leave a review. All five-star reviews do help the podcast get noticed by other Wonder Years OG and Wonder Years 2021 (laughs) new show fans like yourselves. As I know of, that my Wonder Years podcast is the only one out there that has covered the original Wonder Years in its entirety and is covering the new show. So, without further ado, let's jump into Season 1, Episode 19, Love and War. Of course, we get the cold open that is going to kind of set up the episode here. Okay, it looks like we are in a hospital room. We do see someone turning off the little radio that's set up on a little, uh, Bedside table by hospital bed. It says American casualties as the Vietnam War continues on. Casualties have now surpassed 22,000. We do see this person in question turning the radio off. Does have an armband. It says April 30th, 1969. Shows us in time that we are only... We're getting close to the end of the school year. I will say that, because I kind of wonder like where exactly we were time frame. So we are what a quarter of the way into the new year, we're two months away from being halfway done with nineteen sixty nine. I'm interested in seeing. Hopefully, oh, season two will jump into the next decade into nineteen seventy, with Dean and his friends starting. A new grade I would think they'd be going into eighth right because they were because like Kevin started junior high in seventh grade and I kind of wonder if that's how that's gonna be with this show that he'd be in the next season going into eighth grade so Bruce is in a hospital resting he turns off the radio it looks like he is sharing a room with a few other possible soldiers We see Bill, Lillian, Kim, and Dean show up. Of course, Lillian's brought possibly some cookies, something to help Bruce get his strength up or just, you know, his mom's cooking just to cheer him up. Okay, (laughs) he's sitting up. He's like, Mama, really, more treats? So this is not the first time that they've been there. Because she keeps bringing more and more. I mean, why not? I mean, honestly. She's going to cook. She's going to make you cookies and and Rice Krispie Treats and everything. I say thank you. Gosh, a 1969 diabetic joke. He's like, they're able to save my arm, but all the sugar is going to make them cut off my foot. Oh, gosh. So Dean's a little nervous. He's kind of hanging back. And Bruce notices, like, hey, Dean, get over here and hug me. And Dean's just intermodelable, like, okay, you got this, don't act weird, because he's also thinking of something, like, don't stare at his arm, his arm is bandaged up. Of course, Bruce uh, tries to do the old uh, Williams men handshake or something, and I guess Dean doesn't get it right, he's like, you know, what? we'll work on that. So doctor comes in, and Bruce's like, hey, doctor, how's the arm doing? And the doctor says, the good news is we removed 90% of the shrapnel. So, what, there's 10% left in his arm, I'm guessing? Like, okay, clearly once I says, well, the good news is, like, you know that the bad news is literally right around the corner. Like, okay, well, we removed that much. But my guess is maybe he's not going to have full function of his arm. I mean, they didn't have to, you know, amputate his arm or anything like that, so that's good. Or maybe saying, you know, the scarring, of course, there's really nothing we can do about that. Oh, he says we were able to remove 90% of the shrapnel from his arm without any nerve damage. Okay, so that's good. And the doctor says you should be able to live just fine with what's left. So Bill wants to know, like, hey, can can Bruce come home soon? And the doctor says, yeah, I mean, he should be able to go home in a day or two. I mean, I'm sure they just want to observe him, make sure his arm's... Tip-top shape, ready to go. He's got any pain meds that he might need. Any of that stuff. Probably make sure, like, the arm's responding to treatment or, 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 or whatever. It's like, we want to make sure the arm is ready, set, go, before we release you. And the doctor does say, you know, he does need to take it very slowly for a month or two. Which, yeah, I mean, that's that's an injury right there. You definitely don't want to overdo it. And Lillian's like, don't worry, I'll make sure that he takes it easy. And Dean, of course, wants to know, can you still play baseball Bruce? And Bruce says, Oh well, you're still the best you ever saw. It's like, yeah, he just whip your butt with one hand. With one arm. Sweet! She made cupcakes for the doctor. Left him at the nurse's station. That is adorable. That is so sweet. That doctor can't wait to jump into those cupcakes. Like, then I am done here. you good? Okay, I'm going to go have some cupcakes. (laughs) So Dean starts in with a question. It's like, how'd you get hurt? What happened? And Bruce, you know, he's not ready to talk about it yet. He says, it's, um, it's a boring story. It's like, I don't think you can write out asks. People that served in the, in the army military, you know, all that you just, don't ask them. Straight. Don't. I. If they volunteer the information, that's one thing. But don't. They don't want to delve into that. Okay, this lady did not read the room because she's already calling Bruce baby. Like baby, I just got off work early. I just thought I. Yeah. Do you not see that his family is there and they're all looking like, like, who is this lady? We've never met you before. Why? Oh, and. Lillian thinks it's just, oh, you're such a good friend to, you know, bring my son, you know, a treat. I bet she also brought the same thing that Lillian made. How much you want to bet? I bet anything. Oh, <laughs> she's like, hey, the whole family is here. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't have rushed into that room and just hung on the door, you would have seen that. He's either met them already, but... Or she's just, like, Bruce has already told her who they are. Because she's like, oh, Mr. Williams, Dean, Kim, Mrs. Williams. And you must be Mrs. Well, who did you think she was? My god, yes, it's his mother. Yeah, Lillian stands up, because she was seated right next to Bruce. She stands up and shakes Tammy's hand and says, yeah, I am. And you are? And Bruce is a all nervously, uh, mom, dad, this is Tammy. So Lonely of course, wants to know, like, who is this lady? What is she doing with my son? Like, how do you two know each other? And Bruce was like, oh, that's a funny story. <laughs> Tammy wrote, me letter, wrote letters to me every day in Vietnam. So is this kind of the thing where I know, I think they probably have a program, like they've had this for years, I'm sure, where you pick a name to write a soldier, you know, letters and stuff, so that way they can get letters and that way – it just, you know, cheers them up and, you know, gives them something else to maybe focus on and stuff like that. But turns out, no, there's more to this story with Tammy and Bruce. I mean, I'm going to go on a guess here and just say maybe her husband served with Bruce and maybe something like he died. And then Bruce said, uh, well, the guy probably like, if anything happens to me, promise me you'll take care of my wife and sun or i bet anything it's gotta be something along those lines it just it's not it's kind of cliche like you've seen stuff like that before and like either movies or you know tv shows that deal with like i'm sure i bet anything mash had an episode something like that. i i've never watched an episode of mash but i wouldn't be surprised gosh i ugh, it just dawned on me The Wonder Years, season six, Wayne is dating Bonnie, who is a newly divorced woman with a young son. Yes, connection. Apparently, I think it might be at the end of this episode, maybe, that we get a full on full circle connecting both shows to each other. Okay, it was through a program at her church, which, okay, well, that was nice. Part of me kind of wonders whether or not maybe he's fabricating the story a little bit, so that way, because there's clearly more to it than this, than what what he's letting on, but as a cover story, just to give his parents, like, oh, this is how we know each other, just something simple that they would believe. The truth would probably be a bitter pill for them to swallow. Same high school. How many years ago? <laughs> Seriously? Because there is a definite age difference. I don't know whether or not there'd be a decade worth age difference. May I'd say somewhere between five to seven years. I'm I'm going to guess at that. And she says, oh, I was there a lot earlier than you. <laughs> so I bet anything she's at least she's got to be at least probably a Seven to ten years older than him. Aw, that's so sweet. Tammy's been visiting Bruce every day while... Lillian's working. Lillian, please. She's like, well, I'm glad Bruce has a good friend. And even Kim can see through. She's like, mom, seriously, get with the times. She's his girlfriend we all get it but you don't get it or she gets it but she doesn't want to accept it like no one's good enough for my little boy type of I bet because he is her firstborn. I mean it just it kind of it just with the whole thing with Wayne and Bonnie from the original series and she basically was using Wayne to get back with her ex yeah because that's what happens She broke up with Wayne because she got back with her ex-husband. And the fact that when Wayne, just before that, Wayne actually moves in with Bonnie, and Norma's the one that has the issue with it. Jack really figures Wayne's going to do what Wayne's going to do. But it just seems kind of like, almost like with... Jack and Karen, where he had a very bad, well, Norma had an issue too with Karen living with Michael before they got married. But the fact that Wayne is such, he's got such a good heart. You know, he really cares about the ladies that he is, not you know, has a relationship with. And he really cares about Bonnie. He's working himself crazy at NORCOM just to help support her, which I think is like Dude, that is not your responsibility. I know you want to help her out, but she just, I think she took advantage of him and she was using him. But anyway, let's get back to this Wonder Years. (laughs) I love how Kim laughs. Catch up, Mama. She's his girlfriend. Oh, she says, she's his girlfriend. Like she draws out the word girlfriend. Oh, we gotta get a be cool, Kev. We gotta get a be cool from Bill. Like, Bill knew to Like, yeah. So his son is clearly dating this woman. <laughs> like, you don't want Lillian to erupt. And I bet, yeah. She's like, I'm the only, I'm <laughs> gonna be the only woman in my son's life until I say it's okay. For him to be with someone else. Yeah, you know she's gonna have issue with that. Ah, uh, Tammy made some butter cookies that Bruce just loves. Oh, I bet Annie she probably did uh, make some and send some up to him with her letters and stuff. Because I made you, your favorite butter cookies just like I used to. Oh. <laughs> well, and of course, like, well, oatmeal reason is his favorite. He can't like both? I love how Bruce has just got such a smile on his face. He just he cares for Tammy just so much. she is like mom's right they used to be I'm like oh she's sitting right there Oh, she's not going to take kindly to that and Lillian's like used to be I guess you've been over there tasting everybody's cookies like oh my goodness so (laughs) Tammy takes the lid off of the container of cookies and hands it out to um, Dean. And Dean was about, but he saw the look on Lillian's face and he's just like, nope, I wasn't about to end up in the hospital too.
0: And as the war in Vietnam continues on, American casualties have now surpassed 22,000 overseas.
2: more treats they're able to save my arm but this sugar's gonna make them cut off my foot don't <laughs> stare at his arm yo Dean, come over here and give me some skin
3: okay you got this don't
2: act weird
3: don't act weird don't
2: He weird oh don't worry we'll get it how's it looking doc well the good news is we removed 90 percent of the shrapnel on the arm without any nerve damage he should be able to live just fine with what's left can he come home soon he should be able to go home in a day or two but he needs to take it very slowly for a
3: month or so. I'll make sure he does. Can you still play baseball?
2: Oh, so the best you ever saw. Oh,
3: thank you, doctor. There's some cupcakes waiting for you on the nurses' station.
2: <laughs> I am done here. <laughs>
3: Thanks, doc. So, how'd you get hurt? What happened? Um, uh, it's a boring story. Maybe I got off work early and I just thought I would. Oh, hey, the whole family is here. Mr. Williams, Dean, Kim, and you must be Mrs. Williams. Sam, and you are? Oh,
2: Mom, Dad, this is Tammy.
3: Hello. (laughs) How do you two know each other?
2: Oh, well, um, it's a funny story. (laughs) Tammy wrote letters to me every day in Vietnam through this program at her church. Come to find out, we went to the same high school.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was there a lot earlier than you.
2: Tammy's been visiting me every day while you are at work.
3: Well, I'm glad Bruce has a good friend. (laughs) Catch up, Mama. She's his girlfriend. Be cool, Kim. Um, well, I made some of your favorite butter cookies like I used to. Well,
2: oatmeal raisin is his favorite. Mama's right, they used to be.
3: Used to be? Well, I guess you've been over there tasting everybody's cookies. Uh. Nope, I wasn't about to end up in the hospital, too.
1: So now Bruce is at home. He's sitting around the table with the family. Dean tells us Bruce has had many girlfriends in his time. He's a very handsome young man. But for some reason, this particular girlfriend irritates Lillian. I think a lot of it has to do with this woman's age. Okay, Lillian, of course, has to put the emphasis on Prince. So, uh, does your friend Tammy cook anything else besides cookies? Like, Lillian... This is honestly feels right up there with In Boy Meets World when Topanga proposed to Corey, spoiler alert, in season six. I believe it was, yes, at the very end of season six, she proposes to him instead of going to Yale. And the way that Amy, Corey's mom, reacts to that. It's like, who is this other woman? It's like, you've known Topanga since she was, like, 11 years old. Now, all of a sudden, she's this other woman who wants to come in and cook and clean and take care of your son. And it's, and she even says, because Corey and Topanga almost go off to a lobe. And the whole family thinks, oh, we'll just act like it's great for them and... So when Corey and Topanga walk in the door, everyone's congratulating them. Like, we didn't get married. But anyway, everyone's kind of giving their own little toasts to Corey and Topanga. And Amy finally breaks and just says, I, I can't, I don't feel good about this. I can't accept this. She looks at Topanga and says, why couldn't you have just gone to Yale? And it's like, dang. And I'm just like, dang, Lillian, at some point in your life you are, you know, and I'm not telling someone how to do their job or how to feel, but sometime there is going to be another person in your child's life and they're going to want to share their life with that person as hard as that's going to be to accept. It's like you have to eventually think about one day. Someone might come along, like, that may be the center of your son or daughter's universe, and, you know, you gotta figure out how you want to handle that. Bruce is just, he's like, oh, nothing as good as you. (laughs) You know that he's just saying that just to make her happy. Uh, yeah, and Dean gets it. He's like, yeah, I kind of figured the reason that Mama was acting this way is because Tammy was closer to Mama's age than to Bruce's. Oh, well. Are we calling Tammy a cougar? Are we calling her a cougar? I don't think so. I don't think so. She didn't go after Bruce. Like, she's not like... You know, in a bar, a 35-year-old woman trying to hit on someone who's 22. Or a 45-year-old woman who's trying to hit on someone who's 25. I don't know, but, you know, they just, they were talking. They developed a close relationship. Or maybe there's more to this than what I honestly realize. Maybe there is another reason as to why he's doing this aside from the fact that she's a nice lady and he likes her. And she tells him, oh, by the way, I washed out that cookie tin so you can take it back to her. Bill comes in, who took my newspaper? Bruce has got it. And Bill's like, I school he's like oh you better use your good arm to fold it back so bruce tells him yeah sorry i was just checking the want ads for a job so even you know that he's back he's already starting to look for work kind of like did he even really want to do that when he came back for the holidays because his stay there was only temporary anyway because it was just you know he got to be on leave to spend you know the holiday with his family you know, Bill's like, you know, don't rush it. Just the doctor told you to take it. Either, and plus, what are you going to be in a job if you only have one hand? Just take the time, rest up, your hand is ready to rock and roll, and then you can start looking for work. Because you come in there in a suit jacket and your arm in a sling, they're on, obviously probably not going to hire you. You got a great work ethic. I can see that you are very dependable, reliable, and you stick with something, but you're you kinda need two hands to do this job. Yeah, Bruce is just chomping at the bit to get his life going again. Does that mean a life with Tammy or I'm kinda curious. And Bruce says, hey, Dad, I thought you'd be happy to have one less dependent that you can claim on your taxes. <laughs> well, that's right. Isn't Bruce, like, 20 now? I mean, she, oh, you heard her say, Tammy, say she was coming. I just got off work early. So she, oh, does your friend Tammy work? And play? And yeah, she does. She was coming from work to see me. That's what she's been doing. Coming from work. Oh, wow. Huh. Wow, that's interesting. Because Bill says, oh, do you know about that disability? Does she know about that disability check that you're getting for the army? And Bruce kind of laughs like, she's not after me for my money. So I'm kind of curious now, is he kind of then done with the, or is it like, hey, once your arm heals up, you're going back in? Or is, because I heard that, what, 75, was it 75 when Vietnam, I'm not sure, but I was just kind of wondering, if things are, I I don't know whether they're wrapping up or not, who knows, but I thought, yeah, a lot of times, if you got injured, you went home, you weren't going to be any good to them without. But now I think it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I really don't. I guess the question I'm asking is, are we going to get Bruce as a full-time regular character? Because we've only, this is his second appearance on the show. So is this going to be us seeing Bruce reacclimate into society and into the family? Because we've done without him. I'm not trying to be negative. There's nothing wrong with the actor or the character. It's just... interesting to see how this development is going to work out with him being in the family and being included in storylines and how that is going to work. Gosh, this almost makes me kind of feel like I wish we had gotten Brian Cooper. He could have come home... You know, if he had been injured. It seems like that was the only way you are getting out of there, if you were either injured or the other thing or something. I don't know. But it almost kind of makes me wonder if we'd have gotten that. Although, think about it. I'm kind of curious. Let's say they went that route with Wonder Years. Like, Brian Cooper didn't die, but... Maybe he was injured, or when he came back, he wasn't. They always. Like, when they come back, they're not the same. And I'm just kind of wondering what if we got that version of Brian Cooper and Winnie, you know, she still grew a little distant. Like, her brother wasn't this fun, same fun loving, joking guy he was before he left. And then that causes Winnie's parents to also have issues in their relationship, and it just is an adjustment for them versus him dying. I kind of wonder if that development had happened on the Wonder Years, how Winnie would turn out. like. That would be interesting. I re- Yeah, I, I think that would be interesting to see how the dynamic of the Cooper family would have changed had Brian survived, but he wasn't completely whole is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> he adds, just, she's not asking me for my money, just my good looks. He is a nice looking man. I am, I'm, I'm saying that right now. Bruce is, the athlete who plays Bruce is a very, very attractive man. Alright, so Bruce like, hey, D, you wanna go, though? And, uh, practice on your swing? <laughs> and, Dean's like, yeah, let's see you hit a home, let, you can see, watch me hit a home run. And Kim says, you can't teach, be somebody else. <laughs> I bet Bruce could hit, he, he could hit with one hand, I don't see why you couldn't. I bet anything you could. I'm pretty sure you could throw with one hand, I don't see why you couldn't. If people that are right-handed break their right arm and have to learn with their... Oh, my gosh, that would be... I mean, people have been known to do that. They can do it. They can do stuff with it. They have to learn. Like, my husband, you know, Jeremy, he's a southpaw. He's a left-handed. And that always kind of made me curious. If we had had a kid, would they be right-handed or left-handed? Or, you know would they have blonde hair or dark brown hair? I don't know. Okay, i am got to say something here. It seems like only one time that I know of that the longer intro intro had been used, and I think it's just because maybe the cold open wasn't nearly as long. And I'm just kind of wondering about that. I I like the longer open it just they might have been used like once or twice tops and it's like but I think it's just they want to get as much show as possible so like keep that intro short I am honestly I am looking forward to season two I am enjoying you know these 22 episodes that we've gotten you know I'm only on episode 19 I'm getting there But I am loving these characters. I am looking for... I want them, honestly, to go a little more in-depth, as far as they can go, within the constricted confines of a network television show when it talks... You know, when it comes to telling a story and everything like that. I just... I'm looking forward to it. I hope we jump right into 1970. I, I, I just so excited i just i want this series to go like six seasons or more we'll see we'll see but i'm just oh i love it so much
3: bruce had had plenty of girlfriends before i couldn't figure out why this one bothered mama so much so um did your friend tammy cook anything else for you besides cookies nothing as good as you i was old enough to know it wasn't really about the cookies My guess was it was the fact that Tammy was closer to mama's age than to Bruce's. By the way, I uh, washed out that cookie tin so you can take it back to her. And if Bruce dated an older woman with her own cookie tins, he didn't
2: need mama's anymore. Who took my newspaper? You better use your good arm and fold it back. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I was just checking the one out for a job. Don't rush it, son. The doctor told you to take it easy. Yeah, I I know. I'm just ready to get my life going again. And I thought you'd be happy to have one less dependent. <laughs>
3: does your friend Tammy work?
2: Yes, she does, mama. Does <laughs> you know about the disability check you getting from the army? She is not after me for my money, just my good looks. Hey Ben, ready to go to the park and practice your swing?
3: Yes, I am. Why don't you teach me how to hit a home run? Oh. You can't teach being somebody else. <laughs>
1: Just before we jump into the intro, I love how we see Bruce kind of give Kim a look like, mm, don't, don't be messing with my little brother. <laughs> he has a protective big brother there. It's like, no, no, little sister. You ease up on little brother. <laughs> it's, it's just cute. It's just, he's kind of keeping the peace here. <laughs> All right, so Bruce ripped off the washed out cookie tin to Tammy, and she, oh honey, you didn't have to come all the way over here to uh, drop this off. He's like, no, no, I wanted to. Bruce says, you know, I was just taking Dean to the park, and uh, you know, you're on my way, so figured I'd drop it off. And Dean's like, you know, in spite of Lillian's issues with Tammy, Dean's like, you yeah, know, yeah, she, Tammy seemed nice. It's like, yeah. Definitely. That is exactly right, Dean. If Bruce is happy, you all should be happy. Definitely. He definitely seems in brighter spirits compared to the first time that he came home, which he was, you know, really... He was, you know, kind of a little upset and everything like that, and just, um, he wasn't in the right headspace. He had a lot lot going on. So, um... Seems like Tammy did kind of boost his spirits, give him something. You know, that's another thing. Writing letters and stuff, that gives him something to, to look forward to. Something to kind of get into a different headspace and all that. And Tammy's like, oh, the park. Well, maybe you could take Joey. And Bruce's like, uh, yeah, sure, of course. Joey being Tammy's son. So, Tammy calls Joey over, and of course we get that, who the beep is this? (laughs) From Dean, mentally, of course. It's like, who is this little ragamuffin? He's gonna come and spoil my, you know, brotherly bond here? We're gonna go to the park, and, you know, now we got a a tag-along? Oh, boy. So, Bruce like, oh, I thought he was supposed to be at your mom's. For the weekend and she's like well he was but she drank a little too much quote unquote corn juice last night oh wonderful well at least Bruce is a good influence and Tammy even says I smell it over the phone so she asked Joey like hey Joey you want to go to the park with Bruce? Yeah so Joey is all good to go It's like hey you want to go to the park with Bruce and his brother he's like yeah so I'm guessing this is the only episode we'll have Tammy in that maybe Bruce will just figure, like, he's not ready to be a stepfather yet, or or anything to that effect. He's like, nah, you're asking quite a bit. Tammy takes Joey inside to get him ready to head out. And now... Dean's getting a little irritated, which is understandable. You know, his brother just got out of the hospital. You're gonna go do brotherly stuff, do the baseball thing. Now we got Mister Little Tangle on Joey here. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah. Because now Dean's thinking. Now I'm starting to understand how Mama felt. Like I'm the little brother, not this kid. Yeah, Dean said, like, didn't these people know that not only that Mama had a perfectly good cookie tin at home, but he had a perfectly good little brother at home, too? Like, yeah, I mean, I can not I can see really, oh, no, this lady with her kid is monopolizing all your time. You have a family, too, that wants to see you, and it's just, I don't know. Uh, myself, personally, I feel like I'm a little on the fence about that. And Dean asked, firstly, well, did you know she had a kid? And Bruce tells him, "Well, yeah, I did. I just I didn't want mom and dad to know. Yeah, cause, mm, I can see Bill having some questions. Like, son, you just got home. You've been injured. You've been writing to this late it's fine. It's like, even if she's a little older, but she's also got a kid. That changes things. Like now, she what? if she want you to be a daddy to this kid?" Like, mm. I don't know. Like, what was her intentions or uh, overall? I mean, you know, going through the church, doing a good thing, writing to these soldiers. I mean, and then I don't know what happened to her husband, but it's not like she was out shopping for a boyfriend through other soldiers and writing them letters. They said, I don't believe so. And Bruce says, look, I just, you know how mom and dad can get. I just, I want to ease them into it. And Dean's like, yeah, remember when mom and dad found out your last girlfriend was a Lutheran? What's wrong with that? Bruce does apologize in a way. He's like, look, I know, Br- Dean, this wasn't part of our plan. We're going to go to the park, you and me. But I really think you can really help me out with Joey. Maybe, yeah, the kid looks to be maybe eight years old. He does not look ten. And Bruce even said to you know you can relate to him more than I can. You're closer to his age and maybe be kind of a big brother to him. Oh, and Dean's saying, Yeah, I get it. So he wants me to handle the big brother duty, See, so he doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. Dean thinks okay, maybe I could be this kid's Bruce. Bruce has got big shoes to fill, Dean. You think he can do it? Have come all
3: the way over here to drop this off? That's no problem.
2: I'm taking Dean to the park and Mm. Way. in spite of mama's concerns <clears> he <throat> seemed nice to me and if bruce was happy we should be happy
3: uh, the park maybe you could take joey
2: uh sure sure, yeah.
3: hey joey get over here
2: who the f- is this what's up joey Dean,
3: mm, this is my son joey
2: i thought he was at your mama's for the weekend
3: he was supposed to be but she drank a little too much corn juice last night mm. it's not all over the phone Hey, Joey, you want to go to the park with Bruce and his brother? Yeah. All right, well, get on in there. I'll be over to help her get ready. All right, Joey. Thank you so much. And maybe this could help you guys buy a little better. It will. I'm starting to understand how Mama felt. Didn't these people know that not only did Bruce have a cookie tin at home, he had a perfectly good little brother at home, too. So, uh, did you know
1: she had a kid?
2: (laughs) Of course. I just didn't want to let mom and dad know yet. Don't want to kind of ease them into it. You know how they can get
1: Yeah, <laughs> like when they found out your last girlfriend was a Lutheran.
2: <laughs> Look, I know this wasn't part of our plan being, but I think you can really help me out with Joey. You can relate to him more than I can. Maybe be kind of a big brother to him.
3: You think you can do that? Oh, I get it. He wants me to handle the big
1: brother duty so he doesn't have to. Okay. Maybe I could be this kid's Bruce. Wow. Um, Dean is not good with hitting with the bat. And Joey's clearly a natural. My goodness, this kid, who's probably about as tall as that bat. (laughs) But, bam, he is hitting a boom, boom, boom. (laughs) Joey's going to be an (laughs) all-star. Who am I kidding? He already is. It's like Dean stuck out in the fe- in the backfield there. <laughs> Someone's gonna get jealous. Who am I kidding? He probably most likely already is. He was that as soon as he saw that little kid there. Dean full on green eyed monster. Like, yeah, I'm starting not to like this kid and Joey's like, hey, are you gonna get that? You know, the ball? And Dean's saying, oh, it's official. I don't like this kid.
3: Not to like this kid. Are you gonna get that yeah it's official I don't like this kid
1: So Bruce breaks it to Bill and Lillian that Tammy has a son and of course Bill says this changes everything and Bruce is all like he doesn't know about my disability checks. and Lillian's like okay well she's got a son so that we we should assume that she's been married before. Or is she divorced? Is she a widow? And Bruce, you know, takes her questions, but we'll look, I understand you have a lot of questions, you want to get to know Tammy better, why don't I invite, why don't we just invite Tammy and Joey over for dinner one night? Then you guys can basically interrogate her and interrogate Tammy and find out all the questions you want to have answered. Ah, Kim sitting next to was like you miss combat that bad, huh? <laughs> yeah, this is basically a foreign one. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, I'm sure that Tammy is just gonna love that. Like if you're gonna date our son, then we need to know some about you. Like, are you married? Are you a widow? Are you divorced? Are you a single mom? What's the story with you and this son of yours? Yeah, and Bill's like, well, that's a good idea. So we can get to know her better. And uh, Lil- again with the cookies. Like, oh, I can more of her cookies. And Bill's like, Lily, no one likes oatmeal and raisins. Like, I gotta say, mm, not necessarily my favorite. Take out the raisins and put in chocolate chips. I'd be down for that. A hundred percent. They make I oatmeal cookies with chocolate chips. I'm pretty sure. Those peanut butter no-bake cookies, um, I think my mom used to make those. Those uh, peanut butter oatmeal ones were, oh, those were really good. Oh, Dean sitting in the chair like, oh, this is, this is going to be interesting. Uh, I bet, I bet, yeah. You don't want to miss that dinner. Woo! <laughs> it's going to be a, the event of the year. <laughs> I'm on a front row seat.
2: <laughs> She's got a
3: son?
1: This
2: changes everything. Don't worry. It's not like Joey knows about my disability checks.
3: He means, should we assume she was married before?
2: Or is she divorced? Or is she a widow? Okay, okay. I get that you both have a lot of questions, and I probably should have handled it better. So why don't we invite Tammy and Joey over for dinner one night? Then you can ask her all these things. You
3: just back that bad, huh?
2: Good idea, son it would be nice to get to know her better. She can bring her cookies. Definitely nobody likes oatmeal raisins.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's true. Oh, this was going to be interesting. So we go into weird fantasy mode here, but I think we get this every once in a while. Of Tammy and Br- it's a, almost like a black and white old detective movie. Where they're interrogating Tammy, asking her questions, is Tammy your real name, how many kids you have, what's your uh, intentions with Bruce. It's really hokey. I don't want to play it. But, uh, here we go. Here's Tammy and, um, Joey. I almost called him Corey for a second. <laughs> okay, Lily, you need to, uh, slow your roll there, because she's all... Like, she is a mile a minute talking like, oh, hi, Tammy, so nice to meet you. Oh, this little joy come right into my, my home? Oh, I can't wait to get to know you better. It's like, Tammy is like five feet away still, just coming in the doorway as Lillian's walking out of the room still talking. Like, Lillian, take a breath. And Dean tells us, whenever Mama didn't use periods, I knew things were about to get good. Oh, boy. You know, and Joey might be the tell-all kid. He might be one of those that spills just like every little thing about his mom and their living situation and everything. Like, oh, I don't know, my dad. They never, you know, or something. To that, I I don't think it's the fact that he doesn't know his dad. I mean, I'm sure that he does. You know, and I I'm wondering if maybe maybe Bruce knew Tammy's. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I don't watch these episodes ahead of time, so I don't know. I think more of it's a situation that maybe she is a war widow and maybe the last time that Joey would have seen his dad would have been when he was really young, but we'll find out. A glass of wine. That's what she wants when Bill asks What about little, uh, little Joey there? Maybe he wants a Yoo-Hoo. Nestle Quick. Tang. Um, what was that other drink? Um, Hawaiian Punch. That existed in 69, right? Ginger ale. No one's asking you what you want, Dean. You want a ginger ale, you go get it yourself. We only offer to get drinks for guests. Dude, you, you know where the kitchen is. Yeah, he's really like, oh, I'm sitting here, I don't want to miss anything. Dad, you'll get me a ginger ale, right? It's like, no, we will not. You will get it yourself. So Bruce asks Dean, like, hey, Dean, why don't you take Joey to your room and show him all your cool stuff? Yeah, because I'm sure that's what Dean wants. It's like, You know that Bruce is not want Dean or Kim there for this whole interrogation. I thought they're going to be sitting down to dinner. I guess they're not. Or is this just the pre-dinner evaluation? <laughs> like, this is the pre-test before the actual test at the dinner table. Like, these are just pre-questions, to warm-up questions, if you will.
3: Why, hello, Tammy, and this must be little Joey. Aren't you adorable? <laughs> Please come inside. I can't wait to get to know you better. Ooh, whenever Mama didn't use periods, I knew things were about to get good. What would you like to drink, Tammy? I'll have a glass of wine, thank you. Uh, I'll, I'll take a ginger
2: ale, please. Hey, Dean, why don't you take Joey to your room and show him all your cool stuff? I bet he'll that.
1: Go ahead. Take a snap, too. <laughs> oh, good, great. So, Joey's in there, and he's. Let's see, there's a Philadelphia Phillies flyer, a uh, movie poster. This. The deep sea monster? I don't know if that's a movie or not. There's a New York pennant there. And Joey is like, why do you have all this baseball stuff? I think he's going to add something like, because you're not any good at it or something like that. Yeah, of course. He has, you're not very good. I'm like, excuse me? I'm on a team, little man. He's still not really that good, but still. It's like, who are you, kid? He's hanging out in the doorway trying to listen to the conversation with Bruce and Tammy and Bill and William. Oh, my gosh. Of course, he's eavesdropping. I take it Kim's not there. Is she in her room or is she out for the day? Like, eh, I don't want to be here for this. She would have probably been asked to leave the room anyway. Like, oh. 20 and over are having a conversation. Why
0: do you have all this baseball
3: stuff? You're not very
1: good. I'm trying to listen here. The way that she's like, oh, Bruce tells me that you work. What do you do? And Tammy says, oh, I'm a receptionist at a doctor's office. Okay, cool, cool. You know, flexible hours, which helps, you know, because she has Joey and everything. And Lillian asks, are you a widow? And... No, turns out she's just divorced. Okay, so this is clearly feels like a Bonnie Wayne scenario, only without the letter writing in Vietnam. Like... I swear, if this ends up the same way, where well, they're like, oh, I got back with my ex, I'm gonna be so angry. So, so angry. Yeah, because when... Lily asks, oh, are you a widow? She's like, I wish. Just divorced. I'd be like, okay, that answer is just kind of like, hmm. The way, Okay, so it looks like she's only in one episode. And I believe she and Joey both. So I'm thinking this just at the end of the episode is just like, look. I don't think we should see each other anymore. I just think something's going to happen because I don't, we, we do not see this woman again. And Lily asks, does Joey's father live nearby? And Bruce is like, mom, seriously, well, we don't know anything about Joey's father. It's like, mom, that's getting a little too personal. Tammy's a good sport about this. She's, you know, like, it's okay. I don't mind. You know, I would have a lot of questions too if I were them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, well, she's going to ask, why did you... she, She didn't ask, why did you get divorced? Her first question is, does Joey's father live nearby? No, he moved up to Birmingham to live with his mother, and Joey goes up to visit during spring break, school breaks. Okay, all right, well. So me, so whatever I had thought about the whole... Bruce and Joey's father, like, serving in Vietnam together and he dies and, like, take care of my wife and kid. <laughs> that is total not true at all, clearly. Bill asks, well, does he help out? is in probably financially. And Tammy says, well, he taught Joey how to accept a collect call, so that's something. Okay, so clearly... I think there's more to this than what she's letting on. I honestly really do. And Lillian of course gets to the heart of in her mind the heart of the matter is the age difference. I'm surprised you two haven't mentioned the age difference yet. Oh not Lillian no Um, Tammy was the one who mentioned I'm surprised you guys haven't mentioned the age difference yet. And (laughs) why is it always the case? This was the thing on Mr. Belvedere an episode where Kevin, you know, loses his V-card to an older woman. And she comes, she's closer to Marsha's age, you know, Kevin's mom's age. And then it's always like they always bring up, the kids always bring up the parent like, oh, well, you and dad aren't the same age either. I'm like, yeah, well, they're probably, what, a few years age difference? I mean, Jeremy's seven years older than I am. Almost a full decade, but not quite. You got to enjoy all the 80s. while well, I really only recollect from 1986 onward. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, son, three years apart is different than, how old are you? <laughs> More than three years. Yeah, I bet. Uh-huh. I'd say uh, probably six or seven or eight. I don't think she's a full decade older. I wouldn't think so. And Tammy says, "You know, a lady never tells her age." And Wayne says, <laughs> "I'm 41." Yeah, she's like, <laughs> "I'm 41. You?" Yeah, I want to find out how old is Tammy. Give us an age. Give us a number. We want a number. Don't we all? We want a number. Come on. All right, we jump back to Okay, hold on. You're so uh, Bruce tells me that
3: you work. What
1: do you
3: do? Oh, I'm a uh... I'm a receptionist at a doctor's office. The hours are really flexible, so that helps a lot with Joey. So, are you a widow? (laughs) I wish. Just divorce. I see. Does Joey's father live nearby? Mom. It's okay. I I don't mind it. I would have a lot of questions, too, if I were (laughs) them. He uh, moved to Birmingham with his mother. So, Joey goes up to visit during school breaks.
2: Does he help out?
3: I mean, he taught Joey how to accept a collect call, so that's something. I'm surprised you all haven't mentioned the age difference yet. Well, there is that.
2: Well, Mama, you and Dad aren't the same age either.
3: Son, three years apart is different than more than three years. You know, a lady never tells her age. (laughs) I'm 41. You? Oh, cool. touch
1: that. It's supposed to stay in the plastic. So we go back to Dean's room. He's hanging out in the doorway. We hear paper rustling. Joey's like, oh, cool. He's looking at one of Dean's comics. One of which which is in the plastic where it's supposed to stay. And Dean, like, loses his... He's like, what are you doing? It's supposed to stay in the plastic. You got fingerprints all over it. Yeah, he rushes over takes a comic out of Joey's hands like don't touch that it's supposed to stay in the plastic you got fingerprints all over it and Dean telling us that kid just took my new daredevil from mint to near mint
3: oh cool don't touch that it's supposed to stay in the plastic you got fingerprints on it Okay, that kid just took my daredevil from mint to near mint.
1: So, Tammy's kind of taking this all in stride. Like, I'm certain that that's not what you had in mind for your son, an older woman who's also divorced. But, I mean, is she going to say, but, you know, I really, I want you to know that I really, truly care about your son. Tammy's Tammy's honest with him. She says, you know, and I, I, if I'm honest, I made a mistake marrying my high school sweetheart. And she says, by the time I realized it was a mistake, I was already pregnant. And, of course, in the doorway, Dean is like, uh-huh, knew it. Joey was a mistake. Dude, if you say something to him like that, Dean, I'm gonna, again, re- just like he did with Michael in the science fair episode. Oh, my gosh. I know, because the way that Dean looks like he's grinning, like he's got, like, ammunition, like he could... Or he's got something that he can. I I hope it. Julie's just a kid, for heaven's sake. Jumping on his bed. I'm like, that's it. You need to go out there with your mom because you're jumping on. I mean, granted, there's two twin beds there. One's for, you know. Oh yeah, one's the New York Yankees pennant, and the other one is the Philadelphia Phillies. But it's like i feel be like, you need to get off my bed right now. In fact, why don't you go out there with your mom? Because I can't deal with this anymore. Or take him out of the backyard have a run around or something. Get that energy out. Good, good Yeah, so is that why she's happy she has Bruce someone to help her with her kid? Because she says, oh, as much as I love Joey, it is definitely not easy. But I'm sure raising a kid is never easy. <laughs> Yeah, and then she turns to Lillian she's like, oh, Lillian, if I'm being honest, I would love to pick your brain. I bet Lillian would be like, oh, here's a tip for you. Rule number one, don't let your sons date older women or something like that. Or keep your sons away from older women. I bet anything that is going to come out of her mouth. Oh yeah, she says, I would like to pick your brain on how you are able to work and raise a family and keep a marriage. I'd be mean, like, what, what, keep a marriage? Wait, what? <laughs> Ending on marrying my son, or right, it's excuse, marriage. Like, you already did that. <laughs> and Lillian's like, well, thank you. That's very nice of you. So I don't know whether the hard shell uh, in Lillian is starting to crack a little bit, or because she's taking that as a compliment, or is her guard lower, lowering just a smidge? Like, whoa whoa whoa, 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 what's happening? And Lillian says, tells her, well, I guess it all comes down to prioritizing. like how Bill kind can... <clears> of, <throat> and Lillian adds, and of course I have Bill, so I can't forget him. <laughs> He's my rock. <laughs> Tammy changes the subject, like, oh yeah, speaking of Bill, you know, Bruce told me that you're an an amazing man musician. And she says, you know, and I'll be honest, I wasn't familiar with your music until I bought your 45. I was like, oh, she's a fan now. She's like, I, I went out and bought your, your record. How about that? She says, your vocals remind me of an early William Smith. And Bill's surprised. Yeah, she is really complimenting both Lillian and Bill. And he's like, oh, you know about, what did he say? Smitty? Smithy, Smithy? <laughs> like, yeah, sure do. You all sing from the same place. And Bill says, oh, yeah, the soul. And Tammy says, oh, no, I was going to say the knees, all that begging and pleading. (laughs) And he tells her, look, yeah, that was a blues cover. You clearly have good taste. So she is really, I don't know whether maybe they are starting to warm up to Tammy a little bit, despite the age difference, or maybe she's just trying to flatter them. He's like, (laughs) Phil says, uh, how'd you wind up with this clown? You clearly have good taste. So how'd you wind up with him? (laughs) Oh my gosh, this kid is still in his room doing who knows what because Dean is so preoccupied with what's going on in the living room. Oh, you did not, little man. Because Dean just caught little, uh, uh, Joey here stealing from Bruce, taking something and putting it in his pocket. Oh, Dean, you better give that kid the what for. You better tell him. Wait, this kid's. Ugh. Dean, you should have said something. Because he's like, I know I should have stopped him. I told him to, you know, should have told him to put it back in there. What did he take? I couldn't tell what that was. Change? Yeah, I would not be leaving that kid alone in that room. Because the kid walks over after putting whatever of Bruce's in his pocket, goes and sits on Bruce's bed. And now Dean's thinking, well, I got a. Bruce told me to be an older sibling to this kid, so I'm going to have to. What is he going to go and tell Bruce and Tammy? Like, oh, by the way, I just caught your son stealing something of Bruce's and putting it in his pocket? Yeah. I would have jumped on that. I was like, hey, what do you think you're doing? and dean's kind of torn like am i going to be a bruce or a kim well maybe you can be a combination of both or you can just be well i'd say just be dean but <laughs> he's uh weighing those options apparently it's time for din, din.
3: i can only imagine what you almost think of me older and divorced i'm certain that's not what you had in mind for your son and if i'm being honest I made a mistake marrying my high school sweetheart. And by the time I realized it was a mistake, I was already pregnant. Uh Uh-huh. Knew it. Joey was a mistake. And as much as I love Joey, it is definitely not easy. Lillian, if I'll be honest, I I would love to pick your brain about how you are able to work, raise a family, and keep a marriage. Thank you. That's very nice of you.
0: Whoa whoa, whoa whoa, what's
3: happening? Guess it all comes down to prioritizing. <clears throat> and of course I have Bill. <sighs> Speaking of, Bill, Bruce told me that you are an amazing musician. And and I'll be honest, I, I wasn't familiar with your music until mm. I bought your forty five. <laughs> your vocals reminded me of a an early William Smith.
2: <laughs> you know about Smitty.
3: Ah, uh, sure do. Y'all say from the same place. The soul. Mm. I was gonna say the knees. All that begging and pleading.
2: <laughs> well, it was a blues cover. You clearly have good taste. How you wanna put this clown? Uh,
3: <laughs> and that's when I caught him stealing from Bruce. I knew I should have stopped him, told him to put it back in the drawer, maybe offered him something he could play with. This was my moment of truth. Bruce asked me to be like an
1: older sibling to this kid, but was I going to be a Bruce
3: or a Kim? Boys, time for
1: dinner. Okay, so going back, I did see what he took. He took a medal of Bruce's. I'm. Mean, are you kidding me, kid? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sitting at the dinner table, apparently it's been an hour since Joey stole from Bruce's desk, and I don't, this kid is not going to admit his own guilt. Yeah, and Dean's impressed, it's like, this kid must have ice water running through his veins, because this kid did not crack. So Tammy says, look, it's a school night, we should kind of cut this short. Uh, Bruce has already got some job interviews lined up. And then Tammy's like, oh, I don't know why you're in such a rush to get back to work. It's like, lady, look, this is just what he does. This is, he wants to get back into the workforce. Yeah, Julie, I don't see why you're not even fully healed yet. Why are you in such a rush to get back to work? And even, you know, Lillian and Bill are agreeing with her. Like, yeah, that's what we've been telling him. It's like, well, this is just how Bruce operates. He needs to stay busy. I just noticed that Bruce's arm is not in a sling anymore. And Dean's thinking this, you know, he, Dean's like, I'm running out of thinking, I'm running out of time. This kid was about to get away with it. How is Dean going to expose? He's like, I gotta come up with a subtle way to expose him. Yeah, we know Dean. We've known him now for 19 episodes. This kid is not subtle at all. Okay, well this might be subtle. <laughs> he pretends he dropped his drink right on Joey's clothes. And Tammy's like, oh, it was just an accident. Oh, what's this? Okay, well, okay, I gotta hand it to Dean, definitely. It's not like he just came out and like, he took that from my brother's, from my room. The brother, the room my brother and I share. Yeah, and she's, Tammy's holding up like, what is this? And Bill says, that's a bronze star. And Dean says, oh, that's weird. He must have stolen it from Bruce's dresser. So Tammy is like, all right, explain yourself, son. So he's, I was gonna bring it back, I just wanted to take it to sh- for show and tell. For show and tell! What do you say, oh, my mom's new boyfriend, this is his medal? Or is he gonna, oh, or he's gonna be like, hey, this is my dad's medal. Like, ugh, seriously, kid? No. And even Bruce is just like, before Joe Joey gives an explanation, he's just kind of like, ugh, I honestly don't think that Bruce is really a fan of that kid really that much. I'm just like, mm. no. I don't see this relationship going anywhere. And Tammy stands up, and he's like, so you stole it? And then Bruce's like, oh, no, no, it's okay, I don't mind. I'm like, uh, excuse me? I would mind if I were him. But like, you don't come into my family's home, go through my stuff, and take my stuff, and just... Pretend it's for show and tell. I don't think so. I'm not buying what this kid's selling at all. He may be cute and adorable, but it's just, mm, no. Or maybe he could actually, this you know, it was him being honest. Maybe he did, but it's just like, um I don't know. It's like, Bruce, don't make excuses for that kid for why he did that. And she's like, no, it's not okay. Give it back to him now. Dean! She's like, oh, when we get home, you're going to get it. And then Dean's like, oh, I'm sure there's a belt here you could use. Dean, stay out of it. It has nothing to do with you. And Tammy apologizes for Joey, saying, I apologize. He's not normally like this. But Bill is looking at Bruce like, when were you going to tell us you were awarded the bronze star? And Bruce is like, it's, Look, it's not a big deal. And, of course, Bill's like, it's a huge deal. There's something that Bruce is not telling them about how and why he received that medal. Like, it's probably something he doesn't feel comfortable opening up to his family about. We learn that the Bronze Star is only given out for heroic action in combat. That's how they do a write-up about it and everything. It's like, how do they not know? He can't they just give Bruce some time and share when he's ready to tell them? But now it just feels like he's being backed into a corner. And Bill's like, what was it doing in a drawer inside your room? It's like, I'm sure they want to, you know, hang it up on the wall next to his his picture and stuff like that. And Lillian's, like, heroic action, was that when you got hurt? And Bruce is just making, like, it's not a big deal. Look, they pass those things out all the time. And Bill looks at like, the How do I do? Like, why are you dying, downplaying this? It's like, probably because he lost some of his, his buddies over there. And he survived. He could have survivor's Guild. And Bruce says, "Well, because it's getting late, and Tammy needs to take Joey home." It's like, no, nah, I don't think so. I would just like—I mean, I would think even in 1969, the, the men that return from war, they don't feel comfortable talking about it, or at least talking about it with their families. They are really, you know, be talking about it with someone who's been through it like them, who can understand. Okay, so Dean, Dean, stop this already. He's like, wait, wait, so no one's going to whoop this kid? It's like, I'm sure he will be whooped when he gets home. Why is, uh, he's making a big deal of this. Uh, Dean, just, uh, Bill's like, Dean, go to bed.
0: It had been over an hour since Joey stole from Bruce's desk and the kid hadn't cracked. That little drifter had ice water running through his veins. I was kind of impressed. Well,
3: I hate to break this party up, but we should probably get going. It is a school
2: night. Yeah, and I've got a couple job interviews in the morning.
3: I don't know why you are in such a rush to get back to work. I mean, you're not even fully healed yet. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Tammy. That's what we've been telling him.
2: I feel fine. I was running out of time. The kid was about to get away mm. with it. I had to come up with a subtle way
3: to expose him. Well, let me get going. Oh, ah! Dane. What
2: has gotten into you? Oh, I'm sorry. It's yes. a little
3: accident. What's this? What is this? It's a bronze oh, star. That's weird. You must have stolen it from Bruce's dresser. Joseph, explain yourself.
0: I was gonna give it back, but I just wanted to bring it to school for show and tell.
3: So You're you right.
0: stole it. No, no,
2: it's, it's okay.
0: <laughs> it's Come not on. okay.
3: No, it's not okay. Give it back now. And
0: when we get home, you are gonna get it. Oh, I'm sure there's a bell. Here you could
3: use. I'm so sorry, guys. I don't, I don't know what's gotten into him. He's not usually
0: like this. More importantly, when will you plan on telling us
2: you were awarded the Bronze Star? Yes, sir. It's not a big deal. It's a huge deal. They only give it out for heroic action and combat. They do a write-up about it and everything.
3: What's it doing inside your drawing your room? Heroic action? Is that from when you got hurt?
2: <laughs> Mama, they pass those things out all the time. The hell they do. Why are you downplaying? Because it's
1: getting late. It's and Tammy needs to take Joey home. Wait, wait. So no one's gonna whoop this kid? Dean, go to bed. So Dean and Joey are... Dean, <laughs> Dean does not want anything to do with Joey. Dean tells us that Joey was punished. He ended up being grounded. Which, of course, Dean thinks is a pretty weak punishment. But hey, at least Dean's... Finally, right, happy that he can have some one-on-one time with his brother. Is it cold there while they're filming? I mean, this is supposed to be late April in Alabama, and it's, you, you can see Bruce's breath. Well, the actor who plays Bruce, like, you can see his breath as he's saying, all right, here you go, here it comes, as he throws the ball. So he, <laughs> Bruce, because <laughs> Dean keeps missing He's really struggling with that bat. So Bruce teaches him the perfect bunt. Because Bruce has got to rush off to some big loan interview. So this isn't a job interview, or this is an interview for a job at a loan company? What's going on? So he tells the loan company... That he receives disability checks, which cover most of his expenses. He served in the military for two years. And he says, I found a promising lead on a new job. So why is he taking on a loan exactly? And he says, which will allow me to repay my loan in less than a year. I, but the idea, I mean, him saying I have a promising lead on a new job is not you having the job in hand. You got the job, basically. You didn't, unless you, or hired, you don't necessarily have that job just yet. And what is the job? I'm curious. Oh, he's at the kitchen table with Lillian and Bill. Why is he asking? Because Lillian's like, well, you should know better than to ask your father for a loan. And Dean and Kim are in the kitchen. They're kind of overhearing this. Like, what is going on? And she's like, he's going to gouge you on the interest rate. She tells Bruce. And Bill's like, well, he's a credit risk. We have to protect ourselves. Oh, gosh. Okay, so it turns out he took the jet jo- when he came home at Christmas. He ended up taking the janitor job, which is temporary. Bruce says he just wants to have some cash coming in. So, yeah, it's just a temporary job while he's looking for something. Okay. And Lillian points out, you know, the you know, this is a very physical job being a janitor. You just got your cast off or your arm out of a sling. Yeah, I think if Bruce has heard enough of this. You need to heal before you do anything too strenuous or worry about him re-injuring his arm. I think that Bruce took that hit protecting somebody else. Understand what is the rush for him to start working? You know, you got the disability checks. What's the rush? Just heal and then take a job. He's looking to rent a new apartment and, of course, needs first and last month deposit plus or plus a deposit. Okay. Why all of a sudden the need? Well, he's a grown man. He wants his own space. It's understandable. Is he going to ask Tammy to marry? Oh, I hope not. Like, dude, you just got out of the... You don't need to be mixing with... A single mother. but I mean, come on. Just no. Because he says, because she's, Lillian's looking at the notice for how much the rent would be on this place. Like, that's a lot for a bachelor pad. And he says, well, I want a two bedroom. So basically his goal is he's going to have Tammy and Joey move in. They're all gonna. I don't know about that, man. I really don't know about that. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, yeah! Bill is like, yeah, because Bruce is like saying how, oh, that way Joey can have his own room. And Bill's like, have you lost your mind? Bruce, where is your head right now? He is getting in too deep too soon. This is, no, dude, seriously. You need to take a few steps back. You just started dating this lady and now you want to play daddy to her kid. I just, I don't think he's doing this for the right reasons. Now it's time for Lillian to be like, you and Tammy cannot live together. It's like, yeah, you're not married and being that they're religious. It's like, but then again, going back to the original Wonder Years with Karen and Michael and then, you know, Wayne and and Bonnie checking up together. But she already had her own place. And even... Tammy has her, her own place. So I don't know whether this is something that he's even talked to Tammy about, whether they've discussed getting a place together. It's just that going way too fast, man. You're only 20 years old. Yeah, she says you and Tammy cannot live together. You are not married. And here comes Kim saying, Mama, it is 1969. Get with it. Like, Kim, if you don't hush, <laughs> now is not the time. For you to butt in. I'm surprised I didn't send Dean and Kim, like, go get an ice cream somewhere. Go to your rooms. Go hang out with friends. But you don't need to be in this conversation. Yeah, and, and William's all about how it'll affect her, like, I will not be able to show my face in, face in church. It's like, you're going to have to tell your grandmother. <laughs> Bill says, yeah, both of them. And... I get, you know, Bruce is a grown man. He's like, I'm a grown man. I make my own decisions. Then why are you coming to your parents for a loan? I feel like you are a grown man. You can make your own decisions. Well, I'm not giving you a loan. And I don't know any business out there that's going to give you a loan because you don't have a job. Even Bill's like, well, you're not so grown that you don't need my money. It's like, yeah, that's that's the thing right there. Yeah. And Lillian is asking to like, so what is going on with you? Ever since you got back, you've been going a mile a minute. Why are you in such a hurry? Yeah, it's just—it's so important that he—he's—he's got to get a job. He's got to get this money. It's—he's got to get this apartment. He's got to—it's like why? It what exactly is the rush? Yeah, she's right. He's been go 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 since he walked in the door. As soon as he got that sling off, as soon as he got out of the hospital, he's all about making plans and. Bruce tells them, well, me and and Tammy care about each other a lot, and this is something that I want to do. It's like, dude, you are not thinking straight. This is a big, big step. I think in the end that Bruce is going to get hurt. And Lillian even admits, you know, her suspicions about Tammy were wrong, but she even says, you guys barely know each other. I mean, yeah, you wrote letters to each other, but... You don't know each other. She is a lot older than him, which that's not necessarily a bad thing, but she does have a child. It's like, dude, you're ready right, you to move into an apartment with someone you've been writing letters to. You want to play house. You want to play daddy. You want to play husband. It's like your whole life is opening up to you, and this is what you want to do? I mean, in some ways, maybe it can be, but it's just, it feels like a Wayne and Bonnie situation. Like, this is not going to end well. We don't see her later on. Clearly, I think yeah, she's just going to pump the brake. Like, you, this, this, us, moving, I don't know. I mean, whether she had a hand in, you know, even suggesting her or whether this is something he's coming up with on its own. Yeah, and Bill's like, let's check the facts here. She's an older woman with a kid. And <laughs> Dean has, I do likes it's like, no, you don't want to waste our time playing house. And Bruce says, you know what, don't figure, don't worry about the money. I'll figure it out on my own. It's not about the money, man. It's about you're making choices that I think that you're going to regret down the road. And we still don't have answers as to why. Just because, oh, we like each other. We've been writing letters. And it's like, no, there's more to it than that. Something else is going on. What is the appeal? I mean, she gets a good guy who's a bit younger than she is to play daddy to her kid and what? I mean, she we see she can support herself. You know, she's got a job and all that. She's got a place to stay. What is it? I mean, she was the only one. She couldn't have been. I mean, the family was writing them letters, sending them care packages and everything, too. So what is it about this lady that's different than any of the yeah the girls he dated before were high school girls and everything like that and now that he's twenty years old he's already I mean he's you know considering himself a man he wants to take on these adult responsibilities it's like why do you want to rush into something like that that is not something you don't rush into marriage you don't rush into playing house you don't rush into you know being a you take your time with that stuff. Lillian is totally, what do we do with this? And Bill says, I, I don't know. I don't know. And Kim of course wants to interject here with their own opinion. Like, I look, I know you don't want to hear from me right now, but you doing what you're doing is gonna cause Bruce to do exactly what you don't want him to do. That's the thing, exactly. You forbid your kid to do something that all they didn't want to do. I thought she was going to say if you don't give in to him, you're going to lose him. Or, so, or I don't know. Yeah, exactly. She's like, speaking from experience, you're not going to have him, he's not going to do what you want to do just because you want him to do it your way.
2: All right,
3: Dave. Turns out Joey was grounded, which comes. felt like a pretty weak punishment <laughs> to me. But at least I was finally able to get some one-on-one time with my brother. Right, here it comes. Here it comes which clearly I needed.
2: All right, listen, that's okay. I got an idea. He yeah, had the I time can. to teach me how to drop a perfect bun. and then he had to rush to get ready for this big loan interview he had. I served in the military for two years. I received monthly disability checks which was cover most of my expenses, and I found a promising lead on a new job, which will allow me to repay my loan in less than a year.
3: You should know better than to ask your father for a loan. He's gonna gouge you on the
2: interest rate. He's a credit risk. We have to protect ourselves.
3: What's this you say about a job?
2: Remember when I came home for Christmas and they offered me a job at the bank? hmm Well, I took it. The janitor position, it's only temporary. I just want to have some cash coming in while I look for something else.
3: Son, this is a very physical job. The doctor said you should heal before you do anything too strenuous.
2: And you have that disability money coming in, so what's the rush? As you can see, I'm looking to rent a new apartment. I need first and last, plus a deposit.
3: Well, that's a lot for a bachelor pad.
2: Well, I want a two-bedroom so joey can have his own room have you lost your mind
3: you and tammy cannot live together you are not married mama it is 1969 get with that kim if you don't hush with all that ma- now is not the time <coughs> how can i show my face in church you are gonna have to tell your grandma
2: both of them i'm a grown man i make my own decisions not so grown as you don't need my money
3: son what is going on with you Ever since you got back, you've been going a mile a minute. Why are you in such a hurry?
2: Me and Tammy care about each other a lot, and this is something that I want to do.
3: I'll admit my initial suspicions about Tammy were wrong, but you two barely know each other.
2: Let's just face it. She's an older woman with a kid who nobody likes. You don't want to waste her time playing house. You know what? Don't worry about the money. I'll figure it out on my own.
3: you
2: gonna do about this? I don't know. I don't know.
3: I know this is the last thing you want to hear right now, but you're running the risk of Bruce doing exactly what you don't want him to do by insisting he does things your way. Speaking from experience.
1: Um... Alright, so it's been a while since we've seen Dean play an actual guys I swear it's been like the pilot episode since the last time we saw G- Dean playing In a game there. So he's really excited to put Bruce's coaching to use. He wants to end that slump that he's been in for like ever. All right, we see Bill and Lillian. We see Bruce and Joey. Oh, boy. So Coach Long comes up to Dean and says, hey, look. We're down by one. It would be really great if you could bring that runner in from third. Let's see if Dean does that. I'm confident Dean. Like, oh, don't worry, Coach, I got this. So Coach Long's like, oh, hey, if you want to lean way over the plate, as he knocks on Dean's helmet. And Dean looks at him like, what? And Coach Long's like, nothing, nothing, you got this. You got it. Like, uh, we'll see. The bunt. Gotta love that bunt. Because he uh, he bunts it, and then he goes. Yeah, Dean did it. Of course, he's so happy, and then he sees Bruce playing catch with Joey. And I can imagine he's pretty irritated. He missed my moment of triumph. This was too much. Which, yeah, I mean, after... (sighs) Bruce has got such a forgiving heart because I, I couldn't if I were him. That kid stole from you. And I don't care about that. Wait, who was going to take it and No, you weren't. Yeah, Dean just. Ugh. First, the brat steals my brother's medal. Now he's trying to steal my brother. I hope they. Re- There's only like six minutes left of this episode. I really hope that we can wrap this up. This Tammy Joey stuff. Like, let's just drop it and move on. I'm not impressed. I don't think it's a good thing for him, and I just think that we just need to focus on Bruce just acclimating to society again. Just worry about it, you know, get a, get a job, save some money, and then move on on your own. But you don't, again, you don't need to be playing house with a single older mother and kid. Because Dean is so deep in thought about his irritation towards Bruce hanging out with Joey and missing his big run, he shifts his weight just a little, and then the guy, the opposing team, the Bears, taps him because he's got his ball in the glove, and, oh, looks like he's a— Dude, you shouldn't have moved off the plate.
3: the game the next day, I was excited to put Bruce's
2: coaching to use and finally end my slump. We down by one. All right, that'd be really great if you bring that one in better. Don't.
3: don't worry, Coach. I got this.
2: Of course, of course. Now, if you want to lean way over the plate. What? Nothing. Nothing. You, you, you got it.
3: my moment of triumph. This was too much. First the brat
0: steals my brother's medal. Now he's trying to steal my brother. I could not let this stand.
1: You're out. Oh man So yeah turns out Dean's out because he, he moved just a little bit off the plate. It's like like I was right behind him the one who's on whatever base that's supposed to be, just taps him with his, the ball and glove and is out. And Coach seriously? Are you serious? Oh, my gosh. So, of course, Bruce took Joey home after the game, and Dean didn't have a chance to just unload on his brother and give him a piece of his mind. And Dean rode his bike over to Tammy. just, oh, he's just, I don't know. I feel like the... the their relationship is just going to be, he's going to, Jean's going to walk in on them having an argument or just her saying, look, this isn't, I don't want this. You know, I don't want to, I am just wonder how this is going to, because like I said, we don't see her or Joey again, whether we even get a mention of them down the road, who knows? Because there's only like three episodes left. Of season one. Oh my gosh! Is Bruce proposing? Because Dean's looking in through the glass in the door there. And the way that he... It looks like he could... Or he's sitting on the couch and like taking Tammy's hand and bringing her over. So whether he's going to propose or whether he's telling her his plans and he just... Or maybe he's having second thoughts. Like, maybe this isn't the way to go about this. Oh, yeah, she is turning him down, just like... Because I see her shaking her head at him, and Bruce loses the smile on his face, and he kind of almost starts to sit up from the couch, just like, I don't understand what... I thought this is what you want or something. Because Dean's saying the only thing worse than getting rejected is getting rejected in front of an audience. Well, they can't tell that Dean is there staring in through that little glass pane in the door he ain't got the heck out of there he's like okay I'm out of here Bruce
3: took Joey home after the game and I didn't have a chance to give him a piece of my mind so I rode my bike over to Tammy's to do it there
1: Oh, he is a he's got a ring.
3: The only thing worse than getting rejected is getting rejected in front of an audience. Something I have a little experience with. So
1: I did what any mature person would do. I got the hell out of there. Yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't see the ring. And I'm like, is that why he wanted the loan? So that way he could buy a ring for... And the thing is, I mean, I get it. I mean, she is... Whether she's recently divorced or not, I don't know. But she's already been down that road, and I don't think that's something. And she could probably see Bruce is just, you know, rushing into this. It's like she's not ready to be married again. She's got a child to think about. And Bruce, yeah, he is just hes rushing into it. So Dean gets home, and, of course, Lillian's like, Bruce asks Tammy to marry him? That's got to be a lot to take in. And Dean says, yeah, he had a ring and everything. He was down on one knee. I'm like, I know what I saw. So, yeah, I was right. This is kind of like, in a way, like the Wayne and Bonnie situation, even though I feel, yes, she used Wayne to get back with her her boyfriend, ex-husband. Like, I guess she was divorced, but she had a baby that was, like, maybe six months old. Maybe nine months old, I'm not sure. Whether or not she was freshly divorced or separated, I don't know. It's like, Wayne has a good heart when he wants to. And he really gives with all of his heart when it comes to women that he's in a relationship with. And they just kind of stuff on his heart. You know, Sandy from season five, who made out with Kevin. And she, she kind of dropped him because she wanted to be with Kevin. And then also there was, um, what's her name, uh, from the Labor Day episode, there was Angela, the one who ate a lot, and then she ended up at that company picnic for NORCOM, um, <laughs> went off with some blonde guy and just dumped Wayne. Dolores, I, I think she also dropped Wayne because he didn't have a license or whatever. Oh, Kim, yeah, she's like, oh, I hate to be the one to say it. And Bill's like, don't say anything. She's like, ugh, told you so. <laughs> And the door opens. And, of course, William's like, look, nobody say anything to Bruce about one Dean saw. I don't, I honestly don't think that they're even going to mention it. I don't think that, well, as far as, I don't think he's going to mention it either. He's probably just going to go, or, or maybe he could say, look, Tammy and I decided it's best if we just don't, you know, we end things before they get too serious. Yeah, he'll figure, William figures, you know, Bruce, if he wants to tell them, he'll tell them when he's ready. And then Bruce comes in and she's like, "Well, you missed dinner, but I did leave something for you on the stove." Oh, what a good mother! And Bruce says, "Well, I'm not really hungry." And he sits down. He's like, "I I have something I want to tell you." And Dean's like, "Really? Oh, because we have no idea what that could be." <laughs> yeah, right. So I see this going one of two ways. He probably could say, "Oh, I proposed to Tammy. She, of course, turned me down." Or he could say. I want you to know why I received that bronze star. Maybe he's ready to open up about that. Kim's like, Dean, stop being a weirdo. And Dean says, you know, I thinking to himself, I didn't envy Bruce. How do you tell your family you just got your heart broken by the woman? By the woman they warned you about in the first place. And Bruce says, I did something today that I probably should have told you guys before. And Bill says, well, whatever it is, you can tell us now. And Bruce starts describing how it was late, pitch black, we were on patrol, ready to head back, when out of nowhere, we started taking fire. So were they were they fired upon then? I mean, they just didn't see it coming because it was dark and... Bruce continues saying they were pinned down. He called for a retreat and started pulling his men off the line. And you just see the faces of everyone there just taking this all in. And, and Bruce, how hard this must be to share with his family. So he mentions about his friend Brian. He says, my friend Brian and I went back to get them. The three men who went down were shot. And Bruce says, we were able to pull them to safety, but we were still under fire. And Bruce says, and I guess that's when I get hit. And Bruce says, I called out to see if Brian was okay, but he didn't respond. And Bruce says, I was hurt, and I couldn't stay there and put my men in any any more danger. So as he's saying, basically, he left Brian there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh. I, I, I feel I feel bad for Bruce. And Bruce says, you know, on the battlefield, you only have a second to make a decision. And so, sounds like you really earned that bronze star. It's like, you bet he did. And Bruce says, that's what they say in the write-up you were talking about. They called me a hero. And he says, I, I, I couldn't even finish reading it. I should have been able to save my friend. And Dean tells us, we all wanted to tell him that he did the right thing. That he could have been left behind. But none of us could come up with the words. None of us could come up with the words that would make him feel better. And sometimes it's just best not to say anything to let them finish. And you know, sometimes you just you don't have to, you know, say anything. No words need to be said. And Bruce says, this guy, I, this guy is doing such a good job. Just he says, you know, and I guess in a way I was rushing things with Tammy. And Bruce said, you know, everything that happened over there, Brian, he won't get a chance to get married. He, he won't get a chance to have kids. And Lillian says, you know, I'm so sorry about your friend's son. And Bruce says, those medals, they're not for us. They're for everyone else. And Bill sits up and he says, son, you didn't get that star for who you were over there. You got it for who you were before you went. And Bruce says, we always said that if anything ever happened to one of us, we would write to the other one's family. And Bruce says, I, I just don't know. I I felt so guilty. I couldn't even bring myself to do it. And Lillian, who's sitting next, now sitting next to Bruce, says, try. If the situation were reversed, I'd want to hear from Brian. And Dean says, I have a confession to make too. And Bruce already knows, like, I know you saw me at Tammy's. (laughs) Bruce says, you barely cleared the hill by the time I came out the front door. And Bruce says, now that we worked on your bunting, next is teaching you to pedal faster. The family kind of laughs at that, which is, like, yeah, you need a minute to kind of breathe and take everything. Like, we need to break the tension here. I got the hell out of
3: there. Bruce asked Tammy to marry him. He had a ring and everything. He was down on one knee. I hate to be the one to say it. Then don't. Why? <clears throat> I told you so. <laughs> Nobody say anything to Bruce about what Dean saw. Let him tell us when he's ready. We missed you at dinner. I left something for you on the stove. That's okay.
2: I'm not really hungry. I have something that I want to tell you.
3: Really? Uh, Because we have no idea what that could be.
2: Ding! stop being a weirdo. I didn't envy Bruce. How do you tell your family you just got your heart broken by the woman they warned you about in the first place? I did something earlier today. But I realized there's something that I probably should have told you guys before. Whatever it is, you can tell us now. It was late. Pitch black. We were on patrol, ready to head back when out of nowhere we started taking fire we were pinned down i called for a retreat and started pulling my men off the line i could see that we had three men down already so my friend brian and i went back to get them, and we were able to pull them back to safety but we were still on the fire and i guess that's when i got hit I called out to see if Brian was okay, but he didn't respond. I was hurt. And I couldn't stay there. I couldn't stay there and put my men in any more danger. On the battlefield, you only have a second to make a decision. Sounds like you really earned that bronze star. That's what they uh, say in the write-up that you asked about. They call me some hero. I should have been able to save my friend. We all wanted to tell him that he did the right thing and he could have died, but none of us could come up with the words that would make him feel better. And I guess in some way, I was rushing things with Tammy because after everything that happened over there, Brian, he won't get a chance to get married. He won't get a chance to have kids. I'm so sorry about your friends. Those medals, they're not for us. They're for everybody else. <coughs> sorry. You didn't get that star for what you did over there. You got it for who you were before you went. You always said that if anything ever happened to one of us, we were right to the other one's family, but I don't know, I felt so guilty, I couldn't even bring myself to do it.
3: Try. If the situation were reversed, I'd want to hear from Brian. I have a confession to make, too.
2: I know you saw me at Tammy's. You, you barely cleared the hill by the time I came out the front door. <laughs> now that we worked on your button, you next to teaching you to pedal faster.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alright, so now we're at the next game. Bruce, of course, is cheering Dean on. Tammy is there. They, even though she did turn down his proposal, they did agree to keep Bruce and Tammy are going to continue dating. Whether we hear from how she's doing, because we don't see her again, or whether in a couple episodes they just say, well, it it wasn't working out, or something to that effect. Who knows? We'll find out. And Dean's like, yeah, unfortunately, Dean. <laughs> Joey was still her son. The kid's sticking his tongue out at Dean, like. <sighs> Bruce's coaching made Dean the best bunter on the team. <laughs> well, because I don't think anyone else is bunting, just Dean. Whatever it helps to get a get a hit, I guess. Come Yeah, because we see the other coach kind of like, bring it in, bring it in. The other team caught on to him, of of course. Like, if that's your only shake, they're going to know that, and they're going to, yeah, they're going to get you out before you even uh, (laughs) leave the plate that you're on. I love how Lillian is just, like, peering over her sunglasses. Bill's shaking his head. Coach Long's just like, oh, my gosh. Are they going to pull him as a batter and just say, okay, you're out. He's in. Bruce
3: actually paid attention at my next game and cheered me on from the stands. And he wasn't alone. He and Tammy decided not to move in together, but they were going (laughs) to keep dating. Unfortunately, Joey was still her son. Bruce's coaching made me the best bunter on the team.
2: Yeah, bring it but in. The other team <laughs> caught on to me.
1: So yeah, this is a closing scene that I already I wish I hadn't watched beforehand because I would have been because you don't hear what Brian's last name is till the very end or you see who he's referring to because Dean says after Bruce shared his experience with us it seemed like Bruce was finally getting back to his old self because Bruce is sitting at the desk in the bedroom that he and Dean share and Dean picks up a photograph like oh is this your friend Brian and Bruce says yeah that's him and his little sister. Bruce says yeah that's him and his little sister. He kept that picture in his pocket just like I kept a picture of me you and Kim. And Bruce says you know I'm sending these to his folks and Dean thinks, tells us you know looking at the picture of Brian and his sister Dean says I felt a connection to them too. And of course Dean's like, oh, she's very pretty. What's her name? And Bruce says, Gwendolyn. Called her Winnie. This is all, guys, this is all before we see the picture. But you would know, just in those statements alone, exactly who he's talking about. I love that they made this connection. It just comes full circle. It's it's awesome sauce. Yes, we see Brian Cooper, and oh, there's Winnie Cooper with the cat's eyeglasses, the the braids, just grinning so happy. Like, oh.
3: Sharing his experience with us, it seemed like Bruce was finally getting back to being himself. <coughs> Is this your friend Brian?
2: Yeah, that's him and his little sister. He always kept it in his pocket, just like I kept the picture of me, you, and Ken. I'm sending these
3: things over to his folks. Looking at that picture of Brian and his sister, I felt a connection to them, too. It's very pretty. What's her name?
2: Gwendolyn. But he called her Winnie. Oh,
1: there's his dog tags. Brian Cooper's. All right, that is the end of the episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. I definitely did enjoy seeing Bruce again after all this time. Wonderling words of wisdom for this episode is definitely don't rush into marriage and kids. Don't feel like you have to do something or you owe it to somebody. Like, I'm doing this because they aren't able to. And it just feels like Brian... Bruce's heart, as big and sweet as it is, was just not in the right place. He was doing this for all the wrong reasons. And just kind of like the whole thing, yeah, life is short. You don't know when you're going to, you know, a moment may not come back around again. So you got to take opportunities as they come, but don't just rush into it because you feel like you're not promised tomorrow. So, the next episode I will be covering is Season 1, Episode 20, Bill's New Gig. This is from April 12, 2022 in this episode, so this is clearly a Bill episode. Bill is excited to have made tenure at the university, only to find that his focus on career and family has cost him a spot in his band. Bruce adjusts to living at home. Okay, so, I'm going to go back. To Love and War, and we're going to look at the trivia and then the user reviews. There are hardly ever any trivia or user reviews, so I'm taking full advantage. This episode may marks a sort of crossover between the original Wonder Year the Wonder Years series and this one, as Gwendolyn Winnie Cooper was a female lead in the original series. Yes, we knew that. Bruce's story from Vietnam happens around the middle of the pilot episode of the original Wonder Years, making the previous events of the series happening before the original series' first episode. Warning spoilers, the photo Bruce shows to Dean at the end of the episode is a photo of Gwendolyn Winnie Cooper and her brother Brian Cooper. Winnie was one of the main characters in the original Wonder Years series, and Brian appeared in the pilot episode before he was killed in action in Vietnam. The photo shows the original actors Danica McKellar and Bentley Mitchum from when the original show aired in 1988. You hear, Oh, we got a goof. Okay, here we go. Since this episode officially connects the series to the original's pilot episode of 1988, the stated timelines don't match up. Kim states in the episode that it's 1969. In the original show's pilot episode, older Kevin voiceover states that it was the summer of 68, and then shows the first few days of school in that same year. Brian Cooper was killed in action in Vietnam around those for a few days of school, meaning he was killed in 1968, not 1969, as this episode seems to indicate. Well, there have been instances where sometimes a person's memory can be a little foggy. I guess that was one of the things that they had... Um, when people are brand, like, this timeline doesn't add up, or this doesn't blah, blah, blah. and it's like, well, you know, in the 70s. <laughs> I don't think Kevin was doing that when he was 12. Okay, here is the first one. Called, gave it a 10 out of 10. I'm not crying, you are! Exclamation point, exclamation point. From April 22, 2022. From Tim PYTP. This caught me off guard. I've been enjoying the show and the writing, but this episode brought me full circle. Watching the first episode of the original series as a young boy, Winnie Storyline broke my heart. And the moment the ball dropped in this episode, I was right back there. This show is all about nostalgia and the feelings of being young. Job well done! Exclamation point, exclamation point, in all caps. I love this review. This is, honestly, I've not read such a good review in a long, there Quite a few. I'm going to read them all. All Alright, 10 out of 10. Titled ending from April 15, 2022. J. Cormier-74607. That ending... Dot, dot, dot. Wow. The entire series has been incredible. At the same time, the episodes seem to pay homage to the original series while consistently creating entirely new stories within this new one. This episode, though... This one, probably the best so far. Again, that ending... 10 out of 10, Three Crosses is the next review, April 14th, 2022. The original Wonder Years is one of my favorite shows. I was hesitant with the show at first. This episode at the end made me say, wow, can't wait to see where it goes from here. 10 out of 10 by Robin James, dash uh, 27925, April 14th. 2022 best episode yet i think since the show was season was ending that they wanted to really pull in everybody so they brought bruce back and of course tied a little bow on it comes first full circle connecting both shows i think so that's how so love this episode it bridges both shows together in a beautiful way the casting is perfect the writing is wonderful please give the show a shot Okay, the last review, nine out of ten, another nice episode from April 14th, 2022. Kep 315. Warning spoilers. Made even better bleh, made even better by a surprising reference to the original Wonder Years at the end of the episode. What's funny is the commercial for this episode kind of gave it away, but was also misleading at the same time. Interesting. I don't think I've watched the preview for this episode, but I check that out. Because I follow on Instagram. All right. So, of course, me saying that there are connections between the season six original Wonder Years Bonnie and Wayne episode and then Ruth and Tammy in this episode, I do want to play a couple clips from Wayne, the Wayne and Bonnie episode. All right. So, now we're going to dive into the Wayne and Bonnie of it all in the original Wonder Years. Um, sadly this didn't go as well as with, you know, Bruce and Tammy, but I just want to play the, you know, some of these clips here. So we got Wayne working at Norcom College, clearly is not an option. And he's working in the mailroom just delivering mail. And then of course we have Bonnie who Kevin says is 23. She's divorced or newly separated and she has a baby. And at first, I mean, right before Kevin starts letting us know who Bonnie is, Wayne looks like he's about ready to get his face slapped or reported for sexual harassment. He's like, oh, you look really hot today. And she's like, if you don't leave me alone, I'm going to report to you. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Is there any way I can make it up to you? And she just she does a little... Bite of her tongue and just like, just don't be late tonight. And it's like, okay, so they're together. Okay, cool. But well, I don't know what Bonnie is supposed to be doing. Is she a receptionist? Uh, I'm not sure. She's doing something with Norcom. For about
0: six months. Don't ask me how. Nice chance, man. And if his work ethic didn't exactly match Dad's, at least he was trying to find a niche for himself. Make new acquaintances. You know, you look really hot today.
3: If you don't stop bugging me, I'm going to have to report you.
2: I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm really sorry. Is there anything I can do to make it up to you?
3: Just don't be late tonight.
0: I'll pick you up at 7. Seven's good. Bonnie Douglas. She was 23, funny, smart, and, oh yeah, divorced. It was no wonder Wayne felt the way he did. Whatever Dad felt about all this, he was keeping it to himself. After all, like all the Arnold men, he had a lot of things on his mind.
1: So Wayne brings Bonnie over to dinner to meet, you know, Jack and Norma. I mean, Jack already knows who she is. I mean, she works in WarCom. Work but the fact that, that. I mean, we are definitely seeing a change in Wayne. He is just more mature acting, responsible in a way. Um. It was like that with Sandy too, from in season five. And, uh, excuse me, Bonnie goes on to say that, you know, she's newly divorced. But the big kicker is, because she mentions, because Norman's like, oh, you probably don't want to talk about that. And she's like, no, no, it's fine. It's just, you know, we were young and naive. We got married right out of high school. We didn't know how important. and how big of a commitment marriage was. So, and the look on, you know, Jack's face is like, he's impressed with that answer. I was like, wow. Well, she is 23, so she is five years older than Wayne, so she is a little bit more mature. And then she also mentions, I didn't think he was ready to handle David. And there you go, who's David? And Bonnie's like, oh, I didn't mention him? And they're, no. And she says, well, he's my son. And. Oh, you have a son. Okay. So, yeah, they're good with Bonnie up to that point, but hearing that, you know, she's, you know, newly divorced, not a big deal. But finally, she's got a son, and not only does she have a son, he is only six months old. So, Jack kind of drops his fork at the head, hearing, like, that is very young. I mean, Tammy has her son, Joey, who's what? Maybe eight, nine years old. I don't know. But, um, and she's also divorced, but anyway, they just feel that, I mean, and even Bruce is right around Wayne's age. You know, they're both 18, 19 years old and both kind of rushing headlong into something that, you know, they're thinking with their heart and not their head. But, um, and Wayne still lives with them. You know, Bonnie just moved out. You know, got a new apartment, and, he, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you should see it. It's really a mess." And then he looks at Bonnie, and says, "Oh, I'll help you on path later." And again, with the biting of the lip, it's like. Ugh. And Wayne even's like, "Hey, Dad, we have that portable dishwasher in the garage. I mean, you're not using it. Can Bonnie take that?" And Jack's just like, "Uh, yeah, sure. That's that's fine. It's almost like he's thinking, I don't have to do anything, right? Like, help you? Oh, okay, good." Like, fine, fine, yeah, take it. <laughs> My gosh. Yeah, because she was originally right before David was even brought up. I guess uh, Bonnie got the seal of approval, so she's going to get this salad that Kevin says is like apple and raisin or carrot or whatever. And then Bonnie drops a bomb about six-month-old David, and it's just like, ugh, it just feels like we're in a Karen Michael situation all over again minus a child. Because Wayne's like, oh, mom, what about that salad? You gonna get that? And she's looking at Wayne like, we have something we need to talk about here. We can't just skate over this. Like you didn't just drop a bomb here in the, in the kitchen. Or in the dining room. She's like, oh, what what salad? Like, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great movie. I mean, it's funny, it's
0: romantic. For Wayne, however... Things were different. I didn't think he was going to go.
3: I mean, it was a French movie
0: and everything. <laughs> no, I love French movies. I mean, they're so French. <laughs> you obviously <laughs> had a share in his happiness. After all, it wasn't every day your brother brought home his previously married five years older than him girlfriend. Would you like some more meat, though? Oh, thank you. This is really great.
3: I'm so glad we finally got a chance to meet you. Well, me too. I'm sorry I was late. I just moved into a new apartment and I haven't really unpacked everything
0: yet. Oh, you should
2: see it. It's a mess. <laughs>
0: I'll help you I'm back tonight. Okay. Something told us that this was a deeper relationship than Wayne had ever been involved in.
1: You know, dad, I was thinking we can lend Bonnie that portable dishwasher in the garage. Hmm? Sure.
0: No problem. Still, chit chat aside. So how long have you been divorced? Seem there were greater issues at stake here.
3: Since last Christmas. You probably don't want to talk about it. Oh, no, no. I don't mind. We were naive right out of high school, and we didn't realize how serious and important a commitment marriage is.
0: I'm not sure if Bonnie realized the significance of her statement, <laughs> but she came through with flying colors. You know, I forgot to put out the salad. It was Norma Arnold's carrot and raisin salad seal of approval. I also don't think he's ready to handle David. David? Who's David?
3: It is my, my son. I, I didn't mention him?
0: No. Uh-uh. Oh. Well, how old is he? Six months. Salad, Mom? What
1: salad? I got you, William. I got it. So while Kevin is helping Wayne get this portable dishwasher from the garage, Wayne's worried about because Bonnie's in there with Jack and Norman. It's like, do you think she's okay in there with them? Like, are they grilling her with all these questions? And Bonnie comes out to the garage. And he's like, oh, hey, how, how'd it go? And she's like, yeah, when went all right. I had a nice talk with your mom. And she's like, gosh, Wayne, I really wish you would have told them. I mean, <sighs> because of the fact that, you know, your parents look like I'm corrupting you or something. He's like, oh, no, they always look like that. So I like that. You know, I don't know whether to say... I mean, we all who have watched the show, we know how this ends. It doesn't end well at all. I mean, Bruce and Tammy from the new Wonder Years said, actually, <laughs> I didn't think we, whether or not we hear from Tammy or Joey ever again, Um, but I guess at the end of the episode, they were still going to see each other, whereas Bonnie, I'm on the fence about as far as whether or not she was using Wayne the whole time, or whether she was... Especially because she has a six month old son. That was just, it's just, that's a lot to take in. I mean, Wayne is only, what, 18, 19 years old? She's 23? And it's just like, that's a lot to take in. Especially somebody who's just recently been divorced. And part of me really wonders is their divorce official official or did they actually just temporarily separate and she moved into her own place how you guys doing
0: fine how'd it go okay i guess i don't know i had a nice talk with your mom that's good
3: folks look at me like i'm corrupting you or something no no hey they always look that way you know you really should have told them why well, because they're concerned i mean there's there's david and I'm five years older than you hey some months it's only four years which is just about three years so we're almost the same age mm-hmm.
1: yeah so the next night The family's eating dinner. Wayne, of course, he decides to go hang out with Bonnie. They can't really go out anywhere because Bonnie couldn't find a sitter. So they're just going to hang out and (laughs) take care of David. Norma suggests that they go to the the Norcom picnic. We already did this in season four. It was a pain-in-the-butt disaster. Didn't go over well. So she's like, oh, we'd really like to meet David. And Wayne's like, what? It's like, yeah, sure, I can arrange that someday. We'd like to meet David someday. It's like, yeah, sure. So, yeah, now we're at the Norcom picnic, and this baby wants nothing to do with Wayne. He's like, eh, crying. I've heard that baby cry there. I mean, the baby is crying, but the cry that they're kind of laying over the top of that sound, it's a baby cry that you've heard in... It's a, it's a sound clip you've heard in many... I remember from Night of the Twisters, that TV movie with Devin Sawa in 96, that because he had... His character had a little brother that was probably just a smidge older than baby David Hare. And Ray, Wayne is just... He's jostling this baby too much. And Bonnie's like, Wayne, you have to rock him and stuff like that. Because he's like, Hey, how are you? Like, shaking so, him side to side. I was like, dude... He's not a doll. He is a human baby. So Bonnie's like, hey, uh, Mrs. Arnold, would you want to hold the baby? You know she's got baby fever. She wants a grandbaby. <laughs> this kid is awkward. So Norma takes baby David and she's like, oh, Jack, remember when Kevin and Wayne were this young? And she says how Wayne had the cutest little behind and Bonnie's like oh he still does and she's like oh yeah his parents want to hear that. <laughs> I'm jacking on his face after Bonnie says oh he still does and she's like ooh yeah I don't need to hear that thank you
3: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, David, here you go. <laughs> I think he likes me. Oh, Maybe your mom would like to try. It. Good luck. Come, oh, yeah, here, angel. Oh, <laughs> look at this beautiful baby. The
0: one grandkid
1: so bad. Remember it this It's a long time ago, Norma. Wayne had the cheese little behind. Mom, um,
0: <laughs> I still
3: does.
1: So, Wayne drops this bomb to Kevin while he's holding baby David. And he's saying how, oh, things will be great, you know, when Bonnie and I move in together. So he's planning on moving in with her with this baby. I'm like, he is, yeah. And even Kevin says, you know, he's making a decision that's going to affect his entire life. And Kevin's like, well, did you tell mom and dad about that? Because I think they should know. I mean, I get it. Wayne is an adult. Yes, he can make his own life decisions. But it's just like, dude, you are not thinking. Clearly, this is a big step. I mean, has she made any notion, said anything about her wanting you to move in with with her? I'm sure she would probably, you know, appreciate the help and everything like that, but Wayne really doesn't know anything about babies. Not that he couldn't learn, but it's like, dude, you are moving way too fast, just like Bruce was with Tammy. It's like, you need to slow down. Yeah, no, you're doing
0: really well. Look at the hang of it. But I couldn't help getting the feeling that Wayne was a little overwhelmed. Are
3: you sure this is Okay. You know, you taking care of the baby and everything. What's that supposed to mean? You know, nothing. That no, doesn't mean
0: anything. Of course, I was just trying to say that I'd hope David wouldn't spit up on him or something, but
1: I'll do a lot better once Bonnie and I move in together. What? You gonna live together? <laughs> yeah. It'll be great, huh? I'm
0: gonna take David to football games, to baseball games. I'm gonna have to buy him a glove. It was unbelievable. I was standing there, watching my brother make a decision (laughs) that would affect his entire life. Did you tell mom and dad? No, not yet. Don't you think you should? No, why? What, are my parents or something? Come on,
2: you little peanut. You want to go see mommy? Yes, you do. Here we go.
3: I think he did something.
1: So now Wayne clearly told his parents that he's planning on moving in with Bonnie, and Norma's the one that basically hits the roof. Like she's like, "No, you can't do this." It's like I'm sure he's gonna come at this with saying, "Look, I'm a grown adult. I can do what I want." You know that you know, we really care about one another. It's kind of like what Bruce said about Tammy, like he and. She really care about each other. It's like, yeah, but it's more than that. You're living together. You're coexisting together under the same roof. You're paying the same, you know bills and money to all that. It's it's a lot, and that does put a strain on a relationship. You know, even marriages. And he, I don't think he's even really known Bonnie that long. It's like he's jumping in way too fast. I don't know how long Bruce and Tammy knew each other other than them writing to each other and stuff, but it's like you got to think about that. That is a a major commitment.
0: Make my escape. Face it. This whole thing had been a disaster. Rain, you can't do this. I guess it was a disaster for everybody. Mom, we already decided. But you're only 18 years old. Don't you understand we're in love? how can you be so sure what are you talking about look i know that bonnie needs you and that makes you feel very good but need isn't love i don't believe this you don't know anything i just don't want you to get hurt you just don't want to see me grow up i want you to stay out of this and i want you to butt out of my life you got it
1: so having Reviewed all the episodes of the original Wonder Years. I, yeah, that is, like, I believe the first and only time we ever see Wayne blow up in Norma like that. Like, at all. And I get, definitely, what she's saying. She's like, it's nice to feel needed, you know, that you... Understand that she needs you, but need is not love. He's even going to like, oh, you know, we're in love. It's like, dude, it sounds more like that is, from what plays out later in the season, this seems kind of one side, where he's seeing it as love, she's seeing it more as companionship, and she needs someone who's caring, you know, she wants that. Basically, what she's lacking in her ex-husband, she's seeing in Wayne. But she doesn't necessarily love like one would grow to love someone over time and being together and stuff like that. Because that's basically why you'll find out that she ends up getting back with her ex husband. And Norman even says, You're 18. Even though, yes, in a way, he is a legal adult. He can do what he wants, he, if he wants to move in the mother, fine. But. She is looking at her son as, you know, he's impressionable in a way. She's worried he's going to get his heart broken. I mean, we saw how it was with him and Sandy and how she ended things because she wanted to be with Kevin. Give me a break. But it's just this poor boy. I mean, Wayne is just so many things. You know, the way he is with Kevin and just his attitude in general. But when it comes to ladies like Sandy and Bonnie, it's like you see – like a switch that goes off, in Wayne, and he's he's caring, he's sensitive, he likes to feel wanted, he likes to feel needy, if you think about it, he's the middle child, so a lot of the time, we're either getting, you know, because the show is based around Kevin and his childhood, or we're getting, you know, episodes about Karen, we rarely, if only a couple times, really got anything that really focused on Wayne, and this is... One of those times, you know, in season six, in the later seasons, like, okay, we got a couple episodes about Wayne and what he's going through. I mean, yeah, he's the brother you love to hate, but, you know, he also, he does have a caring and, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe a little impressionable, you know, insecure. Deep down, he has, you know, fears and worries and struggles and stuff like that, and... But for the first time, he actually feels somebody needs him. Somebody wants him in a a way and stuff like that. It just, it it, it hurts my heart to see, you know, his heart get stomped on. So now Kevin gets home and Jack is sitting at the table. And of course, you know that Kevin is going to talk to his dad about The situation with Wayne and Wayne moving out and then Wayne of course gets his stuff and before he heads to the door Jack of course wants to say his piece and he'll give some words of advice but Wayne of course doesn't want to hear it. He's dead against anything, any way of them trying to change his mind. He is moving in with Bonnie. And they both, they just, they do. They worry about Wayne. They love him. They care about him. They want what's best for him. And they do feel like, yeah, you are moving too fast. We just don't want to see you get hurt. You're getting attached to this, you know, girl and her kid and everything. And, you know, something could happen. What if she ends up getting back with her ex, even though she's divorced?
0: and that's it fine that's what you have to do guess it wasn't exactly the answer wayne had expected look i uh just got one thing to say so bear with me okay thing dad had ever done he was speaking from the heart he was speaking out of love all i'm saying is uh... were left and that house seemed a little emptier Yeah, you
1: know, I can definitely understand what Jack is trying to get across to Wayne 100% with him just saying you know he jumped right into Norcom after he got out of the marines and just before he knew it you know he was married with a family and a mortgage and in a way it's almost like he's telling Wayne is like don't rush The rest of your life. Don't be in such a hurry to settle down because before you know it, ten years and that. Let's say you don't want regret. You know you're rushing into something that is just you're basically your whole life is laid out ahead of you. It's like don't he's just jumping into something that there's no way he is ready for. He may think Wayne thinks he's ready for it, and he even tells Jack is like Dad, that's your life not mine. I'm like, dude, if you're not careful, that is going to be your life. You're going to be at Norcom, just like your dad, who's going to later sadly pass away from a heart attack due to the stress and everything that came. And, and, And it's really sad. You know, he finally got the, Jack got the courage to quit Norcom and do what he wanted to do, which was build furniture, have his own company, be his own man. And then, Sadly, just all that stress of over, you know, 20 years or so just did him in. And it's so sad. I mean, Norma, you know, she got a college degree. Wayne ends up with working at the the furniture factory. And, um, yeah, it's just, ugh. That's the thing. It's like, your life is so short. Don't settle for a job that you are just going to downright hate. And you just... Hate going to because wouldn't you rather be at a job that you enjoy, either whether you feel like you're actually making a difference or you're enjoying what you're doing versus something that? Yes, there are jobs we take to get a paycheck to pay bills. Sometimes it's just it's a job you have to do. It's not something necessarily you want to do. But in the end, if you could take something that you really you don't dread going to all the time, basically. You know, why do you want to live that kind of life? I don't know. Life is so short. Why why spend it in misery? Wayne's going to learn the hard way when it comes to laying your heart on the line and sometimes people stomp on it. You know, he, he wears his heart on his sleeve when it comes to the ladies and everything. And he gives so much of himself only to be rejected and almost feels like it's being put in the friend zone in a way and it just it's sad so yes again if you forgot you were introduced to bonnie again wayne is getting stuff out of the garage to help furnish bonnie's apartment since he's living with her and normal remarks on wayne like you look a little thin are you eating enough are you getting enough sleep and he's working two shifts at it, like basically doubles constantly and it's just like oh man and you know she's working too so but it's like he is just knocking himself out to provide for Bonnie and her kid which I don't know whether she gets anything from her ex James or not but apparently her ex has been calling just to check in see how she's doing if she see whether he asked about the kid who knows and, of course, Bonnie's like, oh, he doesn't even have time to sleep. And Wayne puts an arm around Bonnie and says, hey, who says I, I want to sleep? It's like, yeah, leave well, your mom alone, your Uh life. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Ugh. And Kevin, you don't even notice the change in Wayne. he's nicer. He even offers Kevin a dollar for helping load that garbage, uh, garage junk of, in a cardboard box into the back seat, and it's just, like, he's becoming a devoted family man, he just, uh, it's just, it, it hurts me how this kid is, this guy is gonna get his heart broken. Hey, look at
2: these! This stuff's great!
0: Not that I begrudge the guy his good fortune. After all, he'd found the girl of his dreams. <laughs> These are nice slang. Bonnie Douglas, 23, divorced, and mother of one. You sure it's all right if we take all this? Oh, of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. A peekaboo! Oh, sweetheart, oh. 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 oh, you know, what would I do? But it wasn't what he'd done that was so perplexing, it was how he was doing it. Thin. Are you sure you're getting enough rest? Still working two shifts at the plant. He doesn't have time to sleep.
2: Besides, who says I want to sleep?
3: <laughs>
0: God.
2: Wayne, a little help here? Oh yeah. Well, put in the back seat. Don't break anything.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> okay, dear. This is the cutest little baby.
1: Look at him. He went the guys. so bad better looking than his old man,
0: which around my house was kind of a sore subject, has uh, James been calling again, well no, a couple times, but you know, just to say hi, oh, mom, don't worry, I mean, the guy's a jerk, come on, we gotta go, and there it was, almost overnight, Wayne had changed, he'd become a picture of patience, sacrifice, <laughs> so, can I give you a buck for your help? Huh? Generosity. Hang on. With. Suit yourself. They're going for the next shift. It was almost ironic. My no-good layabout brother had become a devoted family man. As opposed to say, me. A man devoted to avoiding his
1: family. So Wayne's now doing you know laundry for him and Bonnie and the baby, I guess. And she comes up outside the laundromat and says she apologizes for being late because she ran into her ex, James, who apparently wants to rehash what they've already... I mean, if she... is she actually, like, divorced? divorce Like, I filled out the paperwork. Like, was it easier to get divorced back in 1973 or whenever you know, season six was in Wonder Years time because the way he's like, oh, he's following me, he's, I'm coming out of the store and he's there watching me. It's like, ugh. Part of me, it just, it really makes me wonder at what divorced means like in, in those terms back then, like officially we signed the paperwork. It's a done deal. The lawyers, all that stuff. And Wayne is just sick of it. He's like, he's tired of James, just kind of butting in and everything. He's Things are going good with him and Bonnie, at least what he, for what he thinks. I just feel, I feel like she was using Wayne. I really, part of me just does feel that way. As, as often as James is either calling or going to, you know, have an argument with her or whatever. It's always, I mean, does he even want to see his kid? I don't know. And she tells Wayne, like, don't worry, I told him, for the billionth time, it's over. Because Wayne's about ready to throw down. He is about ready to go after this guy. Like, you leave her alone. She doesn't want to be with you anymore. This guy just will not take no for an answer. Hey, I'm sorry
0: I'm late. Well, that's okay. You get caught up? Kind of, I saw James. Whoops. What do you want?
3: What do you want the same old thing, to hash everything out we've been through like a hundred times. I'm shopping, I'm having a good time, and I come out of the store and he's sitting there waiting for me.
0: Right, what, well, what, is he following you? I'm gonna kill this guy. You know, I'm sick. Wayne, don't worry. I set him straight for good. I told him it's over like 20 times.
1: Are you sure? Definitely. So everyone's getting ready to go to the supper club. (laughs) Wayne is treating the family to on New Year's Eve. And Bonnie is with Jack and Norma in the kitchen. Norma just, oh, she wants a grandbaby so bad. (laughs) She cannot stop holding this baby. (laughs) And Bonnie is just reveling in the love that Jack and Norma have for each other. It's like, yeah, well, they've been married for, what, over 20 years? you know, it takes time to, you know, have that relationship, and they got married, you know, their first New Year's Eve, you know, was when they were 19, they had dinner with her folks, oh my gosh, when we met, <laughs> Norma's folks in like season six, and just like, oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> but yeah, she's just talking about, you know, the history that you have, the love that you have, and, you know, what amazing parents you are, and Norma's like, oh, that's what we're here for, and she looks at Bonnie and says, right, and she's like, right, and I'm just thinking, they are so sweet to Bonnie and everything, and just what she turns around and does, I'm like, she took their, granted that stuff was in the garage and everything, it's probably getting mold and dust and whatever, but still, it's just like, oh, I just, I don't like her character. She, to me... I, I still, I just, I think that she took advantage of Wayne. This boy's got a heart of gold when it comes to women that he cares for and wants to take care of. And she ends up getting back with her ex because, again, history wins out. James was her high school sweetheart and they got married right out of high school. You remember? Yeah, I remember.
0: <laughs> Yeah, this was homie. I just think it's so great
3: what you have here. The two of you. The history you have. How much you love your kids.
0: Well, that's what we're here for. Right? Right. Give me a break. And Dave is going to have his first New Year's Eve. Isn't he? god
2: Okay, let's get a
0: move on. See you there.
2: Wait, you sure I can't help you out with the
0: build tonight? Sorry, Dad. Tonight's my
1: treat. It's gonna be a night you'll never forget. Ooh, I forget.
0: Which is it happened was exactly as, uh... what I was afraid of. See you there.
1: So they go to the supper club. Who knows where Wayne is? Because they're like, where's Wayne? And Jack's like, well, he probably had traffic with him. It was New Year's Eve after all. And he tries to call Wayne, like whether he'd be at the house or whatnot. Like, Wayne, where are you? We're getting worried. And Bonnie shows up. And she's looking for Wayne. I'd be like, well, I, we thought he was with you. I thought you were coming together. What happened? And she says that she and Wayne broke up. That they ended stuff, their relationship. More like she ended it. Because James had come over. So yeah. She's asking if Wayne is there. And Kevin's like well we thought he'd be with you. And he's like oh what happened? Did he spill something on his suit? And Bonnie is like well no. uh, I was hoping he was here. He was so upset when he left. I was like why? What happened? And Kevin's surprised. Like he left? What do you mean he left? And Bonnie clarifies well. Kevin Wayne and I split up. I'm like, yeah, uh uh-huh. I don't think that was mutual. And he came and he's like, what? And Bonnie tells him, oh, it's not that I don't love him. I mean, he came into my life and he's done so much for me and for David. She saw James and then she says, oh, I didn't think I'd feel anything. I'm like, girl, really? Ugh. All I can say is good riddance to you. Good riddance goodbye. And Bonnie's going, on like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have told him tonight. I'm thinking, any other night you would have told him, it would have been the same reaction. would have been upset. He would have been hurt. He would have been angry. He's killing himself for you to help you out. And now you want to get back with your ex, who you supposedly divorced. Ugh. Bonnie, of course, is just thinking, of her, like, oh, you must really hate me. Not to mention what your folks might think. And Kevin's thinking, yeah, but if she came for forgiveness, he tells her, I'm sorry. I really am. But not for you. I'm like, yes, Kevin. The the girl's just thinking of herself. She's not thinking of Wayne. And what that would do to him. Like, she should have been honest with him from the start. She really, I think she was using Wayne so that way her boyfriend, husband, whatever he is to her, would come crawling back. And that's exactly what he did. He was following her. He was calling her. Exactly what she wanted. So she leaves. And, of course, Winnie's like, Kevin, is everything all right? And he, he, he tells her, Winnie, we, we need to find Wayne, like, right now. Like, there's, oh, my God. Kevin's pretty thinking of his brother's like his brother's miserable his heart is broken and on New Year's Eve of all the times to oh girl why why ugh. but then again if she'd have drawn it out it wouldn't have been any different it would have ended the same way
0: right. face it this whole evening was one colossal bust she was dressed made me glad i hadn't worn a tux is your family here well they're on side aren't you gonna come in is,
3: is wayne here no isn't he with you no
0: what happened what he, he spill something on of suit <laughs> but suddenly i had the feeling this wasn't about haberdashery
3: i was hoping he was here he was so upset when he left he left James and I didn't think I'd feel anything
0: it was weird there we were some phony magician harassing my dad while my brother's whole life was coming apart maybe I shouldn't have told him tonight
1: God you really must hate me huh not to mention your folks what they're gonna think of me
0: but if she'd come looking for forgiveness i'm sorry i really am uh...
3: Enough for you
1: So it looks like Wayne is there on New Year's Eve in a laundry mat, throwing laundry into an open dryer, just rolled up socks and drinking a six pack of beer. So upset, just, you know, just saying, you know, you can't make someone fall in love with you. And it just, oh my gosh, my heart breaks for him. It really does. Just see Wayne, this broken up. And the last time we saw him like that would have been private butthead when he was going to join the army or the military or whatever you want to call it. And he failed the physical because he has like psoriasis or something to that effect. So he, hopefully he got saved. He, and he just, him just broken hearted not knowing what to do, where to turn what were the right answers and his dad just holding him and just comforting him and everything like that and just oh break your heart even here too it's just like he just wants to be needed to feel needed you know and just want want someone to want them back i think in the end maybe that's all that what we all want we just want someone to want us back to need us to take care of, that need to nurture, you know, and companionship and everything, and just, ugh, oh, Wayne, just keep, keep picking the wrong, I'm hoping one day, you know, Wayne will find that woman that is going to treat him the way that he needs to be treated, and wants to be treated.
0: For some reason, I never actually hung out at the laundromat on New Year's
1: Eve. i the club.
0: So I tried to prepare myself for the worst: an outraged maniac, a jilted slob.
2: He says he shoots. Yeah.
0: Uh, or just a guy in a bad suit tossing socks at a washing machine. Wait.
1: Hey, butthead. Fancy meeting you here, huh? <laughs> Catch. That way.
2: You missed it. I sank sixteen in a row. 16 okay seven all the people that were here doing laundry earlier were very impressed <laughs> you'd be surprised how many people save their laundry for the major holidays <laughs> is it me or am i the only one talking here <laughs>
3: you know we missed you at the dinner club oh yeah how'd go good They had a magician. Sounds like hell. Kinda. Listen, uh... I heard about what happened. Yeah, me too. You
0: know... You can't... Make... Someone fall in love with you. Ah, No, you can't make him fall in love. It's just got to happen. And I guess that's when it hit me. How hard this guy had tried. How hard he'd been trying his whole life. And suddenly it all made sense. Who my brother really was. Not the family man he wanted to be. Or the stupid older brother I'd fought with my whole life. But just another grown-up kid with a broken heart.
3: Kevin? Are you guys okay? It's almost midnight.
0: Say this for my girlfriend. She had timing. You're here in- square. How about that? Another year, huh? 1972 was a memory, like it or not. Three, two, one. Happy New Year. The funny thing is, looking back now, Happy New Year, Kevin. Happy New Year. what I remember most is how it ended. So, bud, are
3: you going to kiss her or not? come
0: on you only done once hell the guy was right so maybe that new year's eve 1972 didn't work out exactly like any of us planned there was heartbreak we didn't anticipate and events we couldn't have imagined still it wasn't all bad there was a magician So maybe there was a message in it all. The future was calling us. And no matter what, there was no turning back now.
1: So yeah, after kind of going through, you know, this episode, the two episodes with Wayne and Bonnie, and then just kind of comparing it with Bruce and Tammy, at least Bruce figured, like, okay, He was rushing things, and because he was doing that due to the fact that, you know, his friend Brian Cooper was killed, and just seeing all the things that Brian wouldn't be able to do, he wouldn't be able to get married or have kids, you know, all that stuff, and just realizing just how short life was, that he was just rushing, rushing, rushing into doing these things, like, you're doing it for the wrong reasons, or at least Bruce realized that after some time, he was going to actually propose to Tammy, and she... You know, she'd already been down that road. She's not, you know, she's divorced. She doesn't want to go down that road just yet. So at least he pulled back and it's just like, hey, they agreed to, you know, still see each other and date and whatnot, but you don't need to jump in and move in together and get married. Wayne, you know, he just, after being rejected so much over the course of, you know, six seasons by, you know, girls, it ended up dumping him for other guys one including his brother, and it just, uh, at least, I mean, in a way, but Bruce did seem older because he, you know, he, he fought in the war, and that did kind of age him up a little mentally in a way, whereas just, uh, Aaron, you know, they both learned hard lessons, but at least, you know, Wayne had to learn a really hard lesson. He got his heart broke. Whereas Bruce realizes that there's opportunities, there's, you know, take things slow, you don't gotta rush in it. So that's kind of why I wanted to compare these two episodes. So, and I do look forward to, you know, continuing the last three episodes of season one of the 2021 Wonder Years and just seeing how things go, getting to know Bruce a little bit and see him acclimate to society again and all that fun. All that good stuff. So, yeah, look forward to Bill's new gig coming in September. I hope you all have a wonderful Wednesday and a wonderful rest of the week. If you want to email the podcast, you can do so at LBM, Wonder Youth Podcast at gmail.com. Bye-bye.